This is your reminder that time is running out to buy tickets for DuckFest. Go to duckfeed.tv slash DuckFest to get your tickets now. What is DuckFest? It is a day of DuckFeed podcasts being held on August 31st, 2019 in Portland, Oregon at the historic Clinton Street Theater. $15 get you in. Um, we would love to see you there. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, so once again, duckfeed.tv slash DuckFest. Thank you. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And my name is Peter Bemis. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Way of the Samurai, which is an action-adventure game developed by Acquire and published by BAM Entertainment for the PlayStation 2 in 2002. I'm really sorry, Greta. I didn't mean to startle you. Hey, Peter. Thank you for uh, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, so, so Peter uh, has sponsored this episode and chosen to guest on it. Uh, we actually got to meet Peter at the Midwest Gaming Classic, which mm-hmm. was great. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, Peter, uh, before we actually get into it and get into the episode, um, can you tell us a little bit about why you chose this game and kind of your history with it, um, you know, your general experiences with it? Uh, so I went through my game collection and kind of went through any games that I replay on any kind of basis that are older than like last gen. And this is one of the ones that came up and I just remember how much I enjoy it and how much I like replaying it mainly because it is the game that I find does branching storylines and multiple paths better than any other game I've played because one playthrough can take three hours for some of the storylines, um, even less, in fact, uh, for the most unusual ending in games. We'll get there. <laughs> um, but, and that's paired with a combat system that is complicated and in-depth, if not perfect, but very, very interesting and pretty unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you yeah. did did you play this initially back around the time it came out, or did you pick it up um, kind of later in the PS2's life cycle? Um, I picked it up later in the PS2's life cycle. Uh, I didn't have a console for a very very long period of time. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, my favorite game of all time is uh, the second episode of WAF, which is Mist. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and for a long time, my two gaming consoles were a PC and a uh, spinach head Game Boy. So, hmm. oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's uh, that's you know, this is a game I think that actually probably does a little bit better if you come to it a little bit later. Like, uh, I remember reading reviews of this and kind of learning its reputation 
um, shortly after I had played it. Um, I you know played this when it came out, and I you know memories are fuzzy because it was almost twenty years ago. Um, but trying to, uh, I definitely didn't get the full depth and didn't get it at the time. And I would not be surprised if a lot of people kind of like didn't get it, you know, at the time. So having a little commentary and a little bit of history on this is going to make it, uh, all that much easier to enjoy and appreciate, I think. Yeah. The, like the, the, the structure of this game is really forward looking, um, mm-hmm. or at least it, uh, pulled from something that would eventually come into vogue. You know, this does adopt a little bit of a visual novel, uh, style, uh, you know, style structure, right. In terms of having branching paths and, you know, failures, giving you the information that you need to ultimately get to success. Um, I mean, like that would come into vogue, um, and kind of mainstream games much, much later than this came out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And it's interesting to take that structure and, uh, marry it with a non-visual novel genre. Yes. Like this is an action game mm-hmm. primarily, right? Like the, 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 I was surprised, you know, and again, my memory was totally untrustworthy about this, but revisiting it, I was surprised by how much time you spend fighting in it. Yeah. Like it is uh, largely a, like an action game, like a largely a character action kind of fighting game almost mm-hmm. like a, uh, and, uh, you know, to me, you know, and I know that this is just me being me, like the structure of visual novels is not the part that I don't like. Like I would rather, I, I think I find this more engaging personally. Yeah. Like it's a way to get that structure that I like without, you know, uh, having to learn about a Japanese high school and what goes on there, <laughs> like what kind of clubs people are doing and what kind of crushes people have. I just, you know, I don't have to pretend to care about that to get to whatever the twist is. And I love it, you know, so the, uh, it's really great. Yeah. I'll be able to be more of my th- authentic self. Yeah. Uh, with that. So yeah, it, it sounds, it's a, it's a good choice. Cause it, it is, uh, you know, one of the things for watch out for fireballs, you know, we've, as the show has gone on, um, we have widened uh, our definition of the kind of games we choose to cover. Um, but one of the very early values, and I'm sure that there are like instant messenger and email conversations uh, from me and Cole uh, talking about this um, quite a long time ago, you know, in 2012, 2013, um, talking about how we want to keep doing these kind of like cult, some cult classic-y kind of weird games mm-hmm. you know, like that. And this is this is a strange game yep. and it is definitely a cult classic. It's not, you know, a mega hit. It never actually took off. It was never a huge hit. Like the series never got huge. Mm -hmm. You know, it is this very interesting uh, kind of unique little branch uh, on games. And I I love giving attention to stuff like that. Yeah. And it's one of those series that when you look at in terms of, you know, the releases, it's almost surprising how many have come out in English because Mm -hmm. you would have. You know, this this shares a lot of kind of its clunkiness and its weird character and culture and kind of, you know, in some ways, uh, Japanese ethnocentrism a little bit of just being so tied to that culture Mm -hmm. that it Mm -hmm. would have been one of the things that you expect got one release in the U.S. And maybe it wasn't even the first game in the series, but it just happened that way. Like there are so many other games where the second game came out in the U.S., and the rest of the series just didn't. And that's yeah. it's almost surprising that that didn't happen to this game. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I, I think we got all of them except for the Western spinoff. Yeah, which is ironic, of course. <laughs> of course, yeah. The, um, the other thing, kind of piece of this, too, um, an interesting comparison series uh, to this. And, um, you know, who is also involved in this other series is Tenchu. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, Tenchu got passed around. Um, but... Um, you know, Acquire uh, did the first Tenchu game, 
Um, and the uh, they are both attempts to kind of holistically model a like a Japanese cultural archetype. Yeah. Right. Like this is not um, just samurai fighting. It's also being a samurai doing samurai things. Um, Tenshu was not just ninja fighting and stealth. It was also working as a ninja and doing these kind of like setups and using these tricks and stuff. Ninja's trick. Um, <laughs> the, uh, so you, you end up with this uh, company that that's definitely kind of a value of theirs. And they both, uh, series have kind of similar levels of like, uh, cachet yeah. where they are cult classics, uh, not huge crossover hits, never quite made the big time. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, yeah. It's neat. And then they did the What Did I Do to Deserve This My Lord series, which I don't know very much about. Oh, uh, the Batman series. Yeah. yeah, the Batman series is their third kind of thing that also didn't really break through. Right. Like what a, what a like awesome, like great little like also ran dev. <laughs> you know, it is it is a, a sunsoft for the 32 uh, for the 32 bit era. Yeah, yeah very sunsoft. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and when, when you when you picked this, I, th I think maybe you solidify the choice at Midwest Gaming Classic. And it was perfect because this was being sold at the table right behind our booth. So I just turned yeah. around, grabbed it, and gave them the money. <laughs> Bought one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I did uh, did emulator on this bad boy because mm -hmm. uh, I didn't have that. So, you know, as we mentioned, emulation, not a crime. Right. Um, I mean, technically, it can be a crime. <laughs> I was going to say. Like... But uh, not a moral crime, which are the right, kinds right. of crimes we're concerned with. Yes. Here on Watch Out for Fireballs. <laughs> um, so in this game, uh, you play as a character named Kenji, who is a ronin, which is a masterless samurai, uh, who has a couple days uh, just to decide the fate of the Rakatsu Pass in the Meiji era of Japan. Yeah. Meiji era. Meiji. Meiji. Um, Major, that's exactly what I said. I was so flat so from there. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't correcting you. You second guessed I, uh, yourself. <laughs> I know because you've trained me. <laughs> I was. I was not. I was not correcting you. Right. <laughs> Meiji era of Japan followed the Sengoku period, and this is part of the uh, you know part of the consolidation of the different feudal areas. Uh, you know, under this one government, and samurai had fallen out of favor from their you know. Uh, uh, privileged status at the top of you know toward the top of japanese society um and kind of were cast out into the land um and yeah, really had is, no place to be this is a very interesting era of japanese history to cover and i think it's one of the you know the game as we'll talk about does some very weird kind of silly things um but part of the reason they kind of have permission to do that is the meiji era was this weird combination of foreign powers had been introduced to Japan, like like European powers mm -hmm. had started to introduce themselves to Japan. Uh, this, the age of the samurai, the Sengoku period, which is explored in many, many more games, yeah. is mm -hmm. kind of over. So the idea that samurai are soldiers has died, and Samurai are starting to be banned as a class. The carrying of swords is starting to be banned. So it's a very weird time where there's this kind of... It's it's an interesting confluence between the old way and the new way. And it's kind of in that story that Ryoku Pass will go through. Yeah. Rokotsu Pass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it and it's really interesting because you know because you are a Ronin, you know one of the paths that you can take is to use your martial powers and settle into a life of crime with this basically proto yakuza family. 
um, you know, which I imagine happens quite a bit as people had to make a living and all they know how to do is fight, et cetera, and down the line. Yeah, it's it, mm-hmm. it's it's real interesting. Between this and Sekiro, two things are hammering home. One, Japanese history is cool. Uh, two, I had no idea that um, <laughs> small scrappy clan against the bad big government was such a big theme. And I now suddenly understand why there is such a um, compatibility between samurai stories and Western stories. Between, you know... You know, the, the, the struggle of the frontier versus the encroaching government. I find the government in this game hilarious. <laughs> it's so good. I, like, like, they all, they dress like they're from Shining Time Station. <laughs> all of them. They all have big band conductor mustaches. It's like you've been invaded by a bunch of ringmasters. <laughs> like, the ringmasters union local 101 has decided to, like, strong arm your little independent circus. <laughs> is what it feels like. The uniforms are just very funny. Yeah. And, uh, you know... The you know this is just because of the the graphical era mm-hmm. you know the, the the sameness of it though and and some of these like proper uh, proper mustaches <laughs> and stuff are very funny. Yeah, you, you had somebody like, walking up in an outfit that is just epaulets. <laughs> yeah, just, just oops, all epaulets. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the uh, yeah, all 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 of that stuff is, is true. I think that in general, like the story of this game and kind of the the thing. I this is again. One of the, the kind of watchwords is a generality before we get into more generalities uh, is that um, a watchword for this game for me is like potential yeah. because I, I want to see a lot of the ideas and good stuff of this done in a later generation with a little bit more uh, budget and attention. And one of the things is that like I think the story of this game comes across pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish like I, I you know, I, I want the dialogue to be a little bit better. Yeah. You know, I want I want that there to be a little bit. It's it's very sparse, and you'll you'll never hear me say dialogue is too sparse, but it is. It's a little too sparse in this. Yeah. You know, where people um, oftentimes just kind of baldly state a motivation. You mm-hmm. know, there are hidden motivations in this. It's the nature of the story, but when it comes time to reveal the motivation, a lot of times people just say it. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of like intrigue to the actual uh, words you're reading. There's a lot of intrigue to the situation, but there's kind of a lack of sophistication in how the story. See that doesn't that's not right either. It's I want to say that there's yeah. not sophistication to the way the story is told, but it's very sophisticated because mm-hmm. you're only getting bits of it and you're doing it in these passes. The lack of sophistication is in the characterization, yeah. um, and is in the uh, you know the way information is revealed to you in the micro, mm-hmm. if not like kind of the macro. Yeah, you know. Um, so the government itself comes off as like hilariously like sniveling villains. <laughs> like they're very, very like simple and evil. Like yeah. they they mostly laugh. Like their verb is to do an even like dark chuckle. Yeah. They love it, the dark it, chuckle. It's, yeah. It's it's painted with very broad brushes and uses very standard archetypes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and this kind of sophistication of, of structure, I would love to see married with a little bit more sophistication in terms of, of presentation, I guess. Yeah, that, that is not helped by there are enough signs in the prose that the uh, translation and localization was done on a shoestring. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think that lends to the broadness of the depiction because like there's, you know, interesting stuff here. There is intrigue and there is family drama and stuff, but it is all very elemental it, it's very hard for me to think of you know so the characters in this they end up for me and end up being really boiled down to their situation yeah more than their personality yes you know like it is instead of this person being a personality they're a collection of uh like circumstances mm-hmm. 
that I'm finding them under. Yeah. And I, I, I think that that would be a, uh, you know, it'd be cool if that, if that were a little bit less so, you know, um, it doesn't ruin it. Like I, I like this game. I think it's neat. Um, it just, it would, I think it would be neater and, and, and this is kind of jumping ahead, but like, this just makes me interested in later games where maybe they have a little bit more time or attention or budget or whatever the resource was, because it's very hard to find information about the development of this game. Um, whatever the resource, the needed resources to make some of those things kind of shore up a couple of those weaknesses because the strengths are very cool. Mm -hmm. Um, so we talked about the story. We talked about the, the kind of action, um, there are these different, um, so when you end up in this, uh, Rakatsu pa- pass, um, there are different factions. Um, there are the Kuro clan who are kind of a, uh, corrupt, like a crime family. Um, also, you know, people who, uh, you know, who have moved on from the samurai age, yes. um, you know, kind of pragmatist, uh, the Akadama clan, um, who are trying to preserve the, the way of the samurai and not the cheese making techniques yes. that use the way of the samurai, <laughs> um, <laughs> And the uh, central government uh, from Shining Time Station. And then there are also uh, a handful of innocent townspeople who kind of represent the stakes. Yeah, you kind of have to. It's, it's a bit it's a bit of an informed uh, kind of situation. You have to believe that there are more than two people who live in this town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, kind of abstract. And, and more than three places in this town. Yes. You know, that, that kind of thing. Like, there is a lot of abstraction going on. I don't mind that. Either. No, that no. Actually, I, I, I enjoy that. About I was yeah. pleas- I was pleasantly surprised at how kind of densely packed this was in terms of not yeah. having an awful lot of, like, places. It's just a bunch of different stuff can happen in those places at different times. But, yeah, mm-hmm. like, the structure of this game, it, it branches as you as you uh, side with one of these uh, one of these forces and kind of tip the tip the balance of power over the course of these two days so like right away at the start you know you're you're offered a choice do you save this woman who is being harassed and abducted right when you walk into town you know do you do you join one family or the other or both um things like that and something Mm -hmm. that's neat is the dialogue system in this game um allows for you like you opt in to interrupting or responding in certain situations in dialogue scenes that That is including including in combat which is they they (laughs) storialize actually very well in that first fight that you can interrupt combat by trying to talk your way out of it or give up Mm -hmm. Uh, you know or you can like (laughs) trick somebody and give yourself a little bit of an opening you know it's uh it's it's really neat (laughs) Yeah, that, that's that's incredibly cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love that. I also love, uh, you know, so there's a couple of things at play here. One is that um, you are consistently making decisions with imperfect information. Yes. Um, you know, you're you're not really meant to like eventually the, your experience with Way of the Samurai is to play it multiple times to either, you know, uh, do the collection uh, thing, which we'll talk about, or uh, get through and get the different endings. Mm-hmm. Um but on your first playthrough, you're dropped in blind, and it is a pretty pure role-playing game. Like, Kenji has no personality right. uh, that you don't give him. Mm-hmm. Kenji isn't a character. Right. Um, he, and, you know, uh, very unusual, right? Like, that, that is very much like a, uh, a value that you see in kind of immersive sims or CRPGs or something like that, where, like, I am just here to, you know, Cecil in Final Fantasy IV is Cecil. Yes. No matter what. And, uh, you know, the uh, I'm blanking on it and people are going to shoot me. The, uh, the the gentleman in Yakuza, the gentleman in Yakuza yeah, Kiryu. is Kiryu. Kiryu is Kiryu. Mm-hmm. Like you get some choices as to how he'll act, but he's still Kiryu. You know, uh, Kenji isn't he's a blank slate and he's a very blank slate. And that's super cool. Mm-hmm. And the other like so that's very subversive. The other subversive thing, you know, you talk about that kidnapping at the beginning. Um, 
this plays against your instincts as a video game yeah. player. Um, because as a video game player, uh, you want to save the person mm -hmm. like, Hey, I'm going to save this girl. Like that is the right thing to do. And not only is it the right thing to do if I'm actually role playing, it's the right thing to do in the context of video games. Yes. You know, I'm going to save the princess. Like this is what video games do. Yeah. Uh, it's not how you get the best ending of this though. No, like little <laughs> things that you need to do either to get the information to succeed and accomplish your goals or to actually accomplish your goals involve subverting the things that you think you should do as a game player. Yeah. Um, um and that is that is like really fucking neat. Yeah. <laughs> neat. It, it is it is it is also a really good kind of like lesson, you know. So Subahachi, the person who is abducting Suzu at the beginning of the game, he could be your first non-tutorial fight. Uh that's mm -hmm. not necessarily great because as a named boss as you know, as a named enemy, he's pretty difficult, like not the not the hardest uh, of, yeah. of the fights. But like if you're walking in with an up, with an unupgraded sword and an imperfect knowledge of the way uh, the combat system works, you, you're, you're going to, you know, you're going to fail and you can, mm -hmm. you can you can you can, you know, beg him off or you can die uh, and start over again. Uh, but uh, yeah, like the, the, that is a way for them to teach you that like the most obvious, you know, quote, right thing to do you know, is not going to yield you what you think it will. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and, and the Subahachi fight, which I, I think for most players will be their first non-tutorial fight. Mm -hmm. Because it's right away, because uh, game over in this mean means try again <laughs> yep. from the beginning. <laughs> Start over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually think it's kind of a really brilliant bit of tutorializing because one – Subahachi will stop fighting you and offer to let you surrender mm -hmm. once you go down in health a little bit, um, which is pretty great. Two, um, there's a radish field behind you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you move radishes. to fight there, anytime you kick, is, you, you kick items to pick them up. Mm -hmm. And if you try and pick up by kicking food while you're in combat, you just eat it and regain health instantaneously. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it actually becomes a very manageable fight if you lure Subahachi into that field so that, you know, you can just drop a kick every once in a while to, you know, nom nom a radish. <laughs> I mm -hmm. renamed my character Daikon Donnie. No, I yeah. didn't. That would be, yeah. that, that would have been funny if I actually did that, but I just thought of it as you were talking, Peter. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it is a, a great little bit of, uh, signaling. And there's, there's always this moment, this kind of like head fake moment that comes in video games where, uh, you can't tell if something is bad or it's trying to signal you that it's not using the language of video games. Yeah. You know, like, and this, this is one of those things where it's like the fact that you could, I could see a lot of people, you know, part of the reputation or like the lack of breakover success in this game being from people who did this fight first, didn't know how to kick vegetables into their mouth because that's not part of the, the, the regular tutorial. It's part of the weird screenshot advanced tutorial. <laughs> um, and just doing the first fight and being, oh, this sucks, man. The first boss in this game just wiped the floor with me. It's too hard. Mm -hmm. You know, like it, it does force you to, uh, you know, think about it in, in non-traditional video game terms, you know, or like alternatively, the, the thing that's always available is just like stop playing and do something else. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad that I didn't do that, that ladder. And I don't think the game does anything to encourage you just to give up on it. But mm -hmm. it is really uh, it's ballsy, yeah. I guess, is my point to like. To just do something like that, that you can just scare away an audience by making this this thing overly hard in the beginning. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't th I don't think that that boss is like crazy, super hard. 
Um, I do think that later, though, uh, the next boss I ran in just trying to be a moral good guy was really, really hard. Yes. You know, and it was just like, well, yeah, I can imagine, you know, if, if I didn't have the benefit of the doubt, just being like, well, this sucks, man. Like <laughs> the second boss just wiped the floor with me. I didn't even get a chance to, like, heal. Right. This sucks. You um, know, it, it's worth talking about the about the Sousa situation because it is so illustrative about a bunch of stuff uh, in the game. Um, so so you come back to this and try it again and see what happens if you let him carry Sousa off. You think something terrible is going to happen if you follow him around like not everything is up to you. There's another person, one of Suzu's friends, is waiting for him under the bridge, and he fights them long enough for them to figure, hey, hey, it's not worth it, and then they go. Like, nobody is in direct peril right now if you don't act. Yeah, yeah. And that's another thing we're trained in games to not believe that it can be a situation, right? No. Like, in video games, almost every fight is to the death. Mm -hmm. You know, and there there aren't, uh, but this is a little bit more realistic than that. Yeah. Um, which is cool. Yeah. Um, so there's there's six endings to this. Um, there's only one really good ending. Um, and each of the endings that you get that are not quite as good are either kind of like little Easter eggs, like you know that they're bad, mm -hmm. um, or they give you information on what you need to do to get the good ending. Yes. Yeah. Um, and all of them, you know, most of them anyway, deal with um, the, uh, the, the different ways that the final battle um, can shake out, you know, mm -hmm. uh, basically – the, the the forces that are amassed in Rokutsu Pass, which of them is powerful enough uh, to you know fight off the army? Yeah, who's still at play? Yes. Let's talk combat. Let's do uh, which is by volume. <clears throat> excuse me, by volume, the majority of what you do in this game. Mm -hmm. Like the, I was surprised by how many of the endings ended in very long fights. Yes. Um, you spend a lot of time fighting in this game. So it is a thing where if like, if the structure of the visual novel part of it sounds good to you and you are not an action game person at all, like maybe be a little bit wary because you do spend a lot of time fighting. Um, I think by volume, this is a character action game. Yeah. Uh, basically. Um, so, uh, you know, it is a, you, you have a lock on, you have a strong attack, you have a weak attack, you have a block, um, you have a low damage kick to kind of break stalemates or start fights. Mm -hmm. um you know which will go through a block um and blocking is important but it's not uh it's not dark souls um it is the the star of the show is this pushing and pulling system yeah that is like the unique way of the samurai thing that carries forward into the sequels as well yeah so um whenever you block a weak attack or whenever you um uh, perform a weak attack that is blocked you are given the option to kind of do a little bit of an aftertouch on it uh either pushing or pulling uh which is done by tilting the analog stick toward or away from the enemy and depending on which uh weapon you have and which stance they have um or you know weapons and stances and relative effectiveness of the attacks um either one of you know one of those will result in uh somebody being off balance which leaves them wide open for a strong attack um mm -hmm. what you don't want to do is fire off a strong attack while somebody is liable to block because that will um cause durability damage to your uh cause a lot of durability damage to your weapon heat. yes heat it will raise it's heat called, it raises heat <laughs> um and there's there's a lot of uh, specifics to this. Mm -hmm. Like this, you know, the way we we're making it sound sounds a little bit uh, simple, but it's it's actually very complex. Like yeah. there's a lot of Yomi involved. There's a lot of um, kind of anticipating your enemy's moves and reading their patterns because um, the way to you want to uh, do specific actions when they're pushing. Mm -hmm. 
you want it. It's not just enough to to be on the aggressive. You want to be able to react to what they're doing. And when they push, it is not a long wind up, you know, kind of thing. It's a very subtle uh, animation that is added to their combos, um, kind of knowing when they're actually doing this this little push action there. Um, there's also uh, the system that I did not I only really read about. I didn't engage with very much on my time. And this is my fault uh, just because it just didn't come up. But but a wazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, things, which is super cool. Yeah, um, I love the idea of this, um, where you can gain through uh, through play, like you gain immunity to certain moves, mm-hmm. and it is basically like you know how to counter that. Yeah, and your character, you, the player doesn't need to know how to because the character just knows how to do it. Yeah, and uh, as you go, you can become more and more kind of indestructible. It's it's like capturing moves like their Pokemon by doing a uh, by doing a parry at the right time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. third parries as well. It's not just the the block. Yeah. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like, and th- there's, there's a lot more to it than that. It's very complicated. Um, mm-hmm. there are all these different special moves you can get different combos. Um, they're unlocked either just by spending, t- you know, doing moves with a sword. Um, you can literally find them on the ground, um, <laughs> through things. And there are different sets for different swords that have different stances. Um, there are also some non-sword items, mm-hmm. uh, you can use in the game that also have their own specific special moves. And it is a very, very robust and deep system mm-hmm. uh, for the for this combat, um, you know, and what's kind of interesting about it is that engaging fully in it is at least partially opt in. You know, I just I stuck with, you know, best sword available, had had, had the, the best stats that I had, you yeah. know, and eventually got a move that was I don't remember the name of it, but it's kind of a two handed uh, long range thrust mm-hmm. that would occasionally impale an enemy and allow me to stick them on the ground. <laughs> yeah, uh, for an attack. That's a bit of and, a, that's a bit of a trap, though, because that will take one whole durability nodule off your off your sword if you do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the the uh, the I didn't lose it from just the doing the stab. Mm. Either the sword I had had enough durability to to weather that. That only happens or, if you uh, if you follow up with a kick. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I you know, did not, regardless of which, I spammed a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. This is all, this is a long winded confession of <laughs> I found a move that worked really well for me and I more or less just spammed it rather than yeah. like getting very good at the character action in this. Yeah. But I recognize that there was depth there, mm-hmm. you know, if I wanted it, which yeah. is a good place to be. Yeah. Well, and I, I think. I think one of the things to note is that, you know, even with those moves that you can spam, the character action is still important in the game because most of the moves that are that good that you can spam like that, they're all strong attacks. And so if the enemy is capable and in a position to block, you're going to destroy your sword doing that. And if you end up in a battle without a sword anymore, Mm -hmm. you're in rough shape. Yeah. You're just you're just ineffectually kicking the shins of every shine time station, <laughs> every single conductor and uh, and ringmaster that comes in me. I'm going to kick their shin and get, I'm trying to give them foot pain. Yeah. Um, the uh, yeah. Yeah. This, this is the strong attack. I would do this is I didn't clarify. This is the my finisher. Right. Yeah. So this is what I would do consistently after opening somebody up, mm-hmm. you know, but I, there are a lot of other finishers and a lot of other strong attacks. Yeah. That, yeah. That I and, and, and that's one of the things that, that I really do like about the game. So. Um, you know, kind of interestingly in the, uh, with, I know you guys did Neo for, um, watch out for fire or, uh, for bonfire side chat. chat. 
and that has the stance system. Well, this, the stance system is just locked to the weapon. Mm -hmm. So you've got yeah. low stance, mid stance, and high stance weapons, as well as one-handed, side, and ninja. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they all have, you know, different strengths and weaknesses and move sets, and it's can be really interesting to play with. And collecting the weapons can be really interesting because a lot of them have very different move sets, especially if you, you know, basically you level weapons up and earn their moves by, you know, using them and killing people with them. Mm -hmm. And so when you get to the higher level moves, they a lot of the weapons, especially the weapons you like get from named characters, have really interesting high level moves. Um mm -hmm. Once you do, there's yeah. a there's a distinctly Western character in the game uh, who you get a rapier from, um, and like the special moves at the end of that tree are totally unique to that weapon. The kind of you know multi stab thrust that you would expect from a rapier, but really interesting to see how moves like that perform in this system that is much more based on this kind of steady counter attacking. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah. And it, it's probably worth talking about, too. You know, so we've talked about you're meant to kind of play through this multiple times, how short the playthroughs are, um, how weapons can move forward. Mm -hmm. Right. So, like, there is an element of this that is collecting these weapons, like just trying to get them. And I, you know, I don't I don't farm. I don't collect in games, but I, I've read online. So I know enough of that is a motivation. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that is something that people do. Um, but there is a practical reason as well to kind of carry weapons forward and hunt down these weapons other mm -hmm. than just that they're neat because you can use them for future playthroughs. Yeah. 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 So. Um, and something that I really admire about the depth of that system is that the depth is optional. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. like it, it is, it is something that, you know, will give you as much as you ask of it uh, without, yeah. without asking that you engage with it fully in order to, in order to get um, the, you know, uh, otherwise cool parts of the game. Yeah. yeah, 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 Um, what else about uh about combat? Um, so we we mentioned a little bit um about heat, um and durability. Um, there is a blacksmith in town where you can upgrade and repair your swords, um, which is basically this push pull between, um, damage and durability. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you can either uh increase uh sharpness or flexibility. I think are the two stats. Yes. Um, and, uh, then you increase one at the cost of the other. Um, also, uh, you have no role-playing kind of stats to your body. You just have swords that have increased health. Mm -hmm. So this sword gives you a life bonus, <laughs> you know, life. good sword or, or, a, or a massive life detriment. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's also true. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and drastically changing the, 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 the trade-offs of how you play. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, something that I love about the blacksmith, you can order the service before uh, w without confirming that you have the money uh, to pay for it. Uh, yeah. And if you decide not to pay or if you don't have enough money, Dojima will attack you. Yeah, you get to fight the blacksmith. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, uh, dude, stop. It's like he swings metal around all day. Yeah. 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 And and plays into later endings and stuff. You can team up with this dude. Yeah. And uh, it's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. I, I think that comes out of out of kind of a mythical tradition of um, samurai killing blacksmiths with their own crafted swords. Yeah. Mm. 
It's really that's really one of those tropes of the samurai era is is there's this you know great blacksmith who who can make the finest blades and you know somebody goes to him and commissions this amazing sword they take it and they say well I can't have you making one of these for anybody else <laughs> down you go mm-hmm. yeah um, do we have uh, have anything else to say about uh, combat before we kind of move on like I know that's it's a big part of the game so I don't I want to make sure that we we get it all out. Um, you know, there are a couple, you know, group combat is handled really well. I like how people are not going to, uh, punk you, yeah. you know, like generally people just kind of pair off and you'll end up in these big group combat scenes where your allies will pair off and you'll pair off. And it actually does a pretty great job of like simulating a lot of individual sword fights, Mm -hmm. you know, happening at once, as opposed to just you being, you know, flanked, like gang flanked (laughs) right? by, by a bunch of people. I like that. Yeah. as well um something that i really enjoy about the combat in general just on a macro scale is the v- variety of different kinds of fights that you have the different named npcs they feel appreciably different uh different classes of um people that you fight in the world or fight in those big encounters like a ninja does not feel like fighting a ninja does not feel like fighting one of the, one of the conductors does not feel like fighting somebody who's trying to mug you on the side of the street yeah or someone you're trying to mug oh yeah true yeah, the, the only other thing is, like, the, with the variety of weapons, um, you know, you have kicks, and you always have kicks. There are also weapons that have grab attacks. Um, s- many of the ninja swords uh, just have a shuriken move, <laughs> where you just mm-hmm. throw shurikens. Nice. Uh, yep. So, yeah, there's a lot of variety. It's really the variety in the weapons that's that can go crazy. And, you know, like you said, there are some really weird weapons. Like, if you kill Dojima... Um, you get his blacksmith hammer, which <laughs> is this really kind of absurdly powerful um, on the attack side uh, upstance sword that just has these massive downward sweeps. Can, can, can you guard with it? I, I never wanted to mess with them. Dojima scared me. <laughs> oh, it's it's a scary fight, but uh, yeah, you can guard with it. It's All the weapons pretty much work the same. Um, there's no kind of weird variations to the point where like you couldn't block um for example there there's one weapon in the game that they will not give you which is the gun um there's there's one character that attacks you with a gun and you Mm -hmm. can't get it because i guess they couldn't figure out how to implement that into the system yeah Um, because i think in future games they do give you stranger stuff like that that you know doesn't block or you know yeah. He's a gun. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he got like a razor umbrella in like the later games based on what I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All, all of that, all of that stuff is neat. And one of the things you, you said something there, Cole, that um, unlocked something for me um, in terms of, uh, of thinking about it is you're like, Oh, I didn't want to mess with him, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I think that there really is a cool little bit of this game um, that is about uh, starting fresh. Right. Yeah. So, like, I talked about mugging people. Ordinarily, I would not want my canonical playthrough to involve mugging. You know, like, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm a good guy. <laughs> um, but the the freedom of playing this over and over does kind of allow you to be, like, a real shithead and just see what happens. Because you're always going to wake up with this clean slate. Yeah. You know, the next day. And I think that's a really neat feeling. Uh, and making that iteration loop be just a couple hours is really cool. It's not like playing, uh, you know torment and then 
putting in 50 hours and then seeing what happens if you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's like, I, oh, I, put, I put, put in 90 minutes and now I'm an asshole. And that, but I'm just going to erase <laughs> it. I'm going to clap my hands. And the next playthrough, I'm going to be good again. You know? And I, I, I absolutely think that is the biggest strength of this game because mm-hmm. I have tried to play Mass Effect as a bad guy, or I have tried to play uh, Jade Empire all the way through as closed fist. And basically I get to a point where I just go, I have played this character too long and you're asking me to be too much of a dickhead that I cannot do this anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I really like that the iteration loop on this is so short that it supports both, you know, doing weird stuff, being a dickhead, um, you know, and it supports a multiple ending system much better than, I mean, I'm sorry, if you have more than two endings in a 50 plus hour game, <laughs> I, I have no time for one of your endings. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's just one of those things where I, I go, you know, this is, this is the way to do multiple endings. And if you want to do more, do more and more mm-hmm. it, with this small iteration loop because it's super cool um, yeah, to be yeah. able to see all the angles and see, you know, and one of the things that you mentioned earlier, um, you know, in the very beginning of the game, Suzu gets taken. And if you don't interfere, she gets saved by another person. This game moves without you. Mm-hmm. And so one of the really cool things with the multiple iteration loops as well is getting to see what characters were doing off screen. Oh, yeah. You were somewhere else doing mm-hmm. something else. Yeah. Um, yeah. And having those things move on your first playthrough and then going, I wonder what they were doing that led to this result <laughs> and going back and, and align with that faction so you can see what they're up to is really cool. And yeah, those short iteration loops are just the, the strength of the game. I want to see more games that are like, no, this has 50 endings. And but is, each one's an you know, hour. Mm-hmm. An hour, yeah. and a, an hour game, or an hour and a half for the best endings. It's like, yeah, yeah, I want to play that game. Mm-hmm. It it says a lot that this game has that structure, and I don't hate it, right? Because yeah. I I hate just being asked to play a game again to get the real ending. Like mm-hmm. I hate it. Like I I just I feel like it's demoralizing, and I I think it's not that interesting. As a, it's like presented as a very interesting choice, just like, oh, but what if you did it differently? Just play the whole thing again. And every game ends up forcing you to do a lot of the same things you've done before. And they're not different. Yeah. Right. We ran into this with Nier last year, which has a reputation for be, like doing it right. And you still end up just repeating, like baldly repeating yourself tons. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think it's a good structure. Um, this is the game that made it work because it realized like exactly what you're saying, Peter, is that like. You, you know, and just keep it, keep it quick, mm-hmm. keep it brief. And it ends up being like, even if this was just designed to be played once, it would be noteworthy because there aren't very many games that tell a movie length story or like a movie style story in the length of a movie, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, that's cool. That's neat. Like it, it is just experimenting with a micro narrative game like this. And, uh, in general, it's just, it, it's, I, Basically echoing what you're saying. Yeah. I, I agree that it is incredibly cool and that and a longer loop would murder this. Yeah. Like even if it was comparatively for short, if this was a seven hour loop mm-hmm. and there were four endings, fuck this. <laughs> like I, I, would, I would just have such a hard time with that. Like it just, you know, because there are things that you're just doing again and again and again that you've already done. 
Um, you can't skip dialogue, which is like so close to an unforgivable sin for me, mm-hmm. you know, when I've already read it, like I'm going for the, I'm going for ending four. Um, I have to do this <laughs> thing that I have to do in ending two. And I just get to watch this scene again and just do the exact same scene again. Mm-hmm. Um, that sucks. I don't like that. Um, but at the very, you know, the most anything is, is about an hour and a half, yeah. you know, two yeah, hours. And, so. and it's because the diverging paths come so much earlier. I think, I think yeah, the only yeah. other game that has done multiple endings as well for me has been Stanley Parable. Oh, yeah. 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 Stanley Parable is a great example, actually, or a great comparison to this. Um, what's interesting too, is you mentioned, um, talking about seeing what was going on when you weren't there, which obviously draws like this game draws comparisons to Rashomon. Mm-hmm. sometimes and i was surprised by how different it was because yeah. rashomon is all about the same events but just different perspectives uh this is about different events mm-hmm. but you do get when you go and you check out and see what people were doing while you were someone else that is where the rashomon dna yeah. comes in it, it, it informs their motivations when you see them elsewhere or you understand yeah. why they did something earlier um, or you just way. get to see them elsewhere well, yeah, like sure. you know what you know you just get to see, literally see a different perspective at the same time mm-hmm so even if the grand events of the plot of that playthrough are going to be the same or different, mm-hmm. right, different rather. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think I think it can be boiled down. And, and this is a, a little bit reductivist, but I think it's reductivist on purpose. Um, it can be boiled down to their motivations and their actions are the same. And seeing what those motivations and actions were is interesting. The difference is if you're there, they win. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. Yep. Yep. You get you get to tip the scales. Mm hmm. Yeah, yep. just give give me a modestly sized playground. If you know, if if the if the conceit of your game is going to be um, playing with cause and effect, um, the way to keep that engaging is to keep the iteration loop um, as breezy as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, in 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 this instance, there there are obviously counterpoints in something like The Witcher, which um, you know does does stuff a little bit differently dealing with cause and effect with imperfect information for this this is probably the best choice that they could have made Mm -hmm. it's it's like a difference between whether you're meant to roll with your choices or actually see everything yes like there's like a fantasy element to this like in the witcher you know you are meant to make a choice with imperfect information and then just ride out the consequence. Yeah, yeah. And that's your Witcher. Like that's mm-hmm. your girl. That's what happened here. You're not really tied to that because the iteration leap is so short. So it ends up having this kind of groundhog day, almost like freedom fantasy yeah. element to it. Mm-hmm. The, the, um, I think, I think the biggest difference and the reason the Witcher feels so good to see those loops mm-hmm. is the results are are unclear at the start. In this game, if you help someone, they win. Mm-hmm. In the yeah, Witcher, yeah. just the opposite can be true. It's like I don't know <laughs> if helping them is going to end well for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you hear though. I mean, there is the thing in the the very first uh, scene with the kidnapping. You know, where like you don't know that there's no real danger and that it is generally good to not step in on that first one, just so you, you, you know, you meet Dona Dona and get, get that whole business. So, but yeah, in general, I think that, that's definitely correct. Yeah. So, um, let's do you guys want to talk about presentation? Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm actually really into it. <laughs> Again, yeah. yeah. We were talking, but you know, in the green room before, before the show, uh, this, it, it, it throws up a lot of nostalgia triggers for me, probably because I haven't played a game from this era for a while. Um, the bare bonesness of this is really appealing to me. Like the graphics are sufficient. The music is, if it just feels like they gave the, the composer, like a couple of ideas and said, oh, just like run with it. Like it's, it's, the, fi- it's fine. If there's like a the entire guitar climax, over this, 
Yeah, like the entire climax is this like long form jazz noodling. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's the you know you fighting an entire army to like some kind of jazz noodles. Yeah. It's very funny. <laughs> it's like there there's there's no VO, like the dialogue is weird and stilted and all of that. Like this has a lot of hallmarks like superficially that um that you know that that, that appeal to me. Um, you know, just 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 because of my own personal nostalgia. Um, but I think that that actually plays into a lot of the stuff that we are talking about with the rapid iteration. Like if I were to summarize this game or like, you know, ascribe a, a virtue to it, it would be like um like 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 modestly grand like it is making big swings in terms of structure and they understand that like the other stuff kind of necessarily needs to be modest uh to work in support of that mm. yeah yeah what what do you think peter where are you at on the uh the presentation the kind of graphical and audio presentation of this um i so yeah i think the audio can be a little interesting in terms of music or sound effects being weirdly clippy in some areas or in terms of visuals it works on an archetype level and i think it's really interesting to see how it works and if we could just take a, a brief aside for a moment and talk about um the character models you can choose from for yourself oh yeah hmm. mm-hmm. uh, because um one of them is bruce lee <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and one samurai them, bruce lee and and one of them is toshiro mifune mm-hmm. <laughs> Runs like the very very obviously yeah no i didn't i didn't reckon i didn't recognize them um I, you know the the character creation is interesting because that is one of the things that you unlock by getting different endings is different different component parts for your kenji yeah. build a kenji but, but if I remember correctly, when you start up the game, there are three heads available. Three, mm-hmm. three heads and two outfits, I think. Yep. So it's so the three heads. There's the very classic kind of clean cut samurai with long hair. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that's a reference to something that I'm just not identifying properly. Mm-hmm. There's it's a reference this to hair. <laughs> yeah, the long hair. Yeah. There's the kid one who has very short hair that's kind of slicked back. Um, who seems a lot like Bruce Lee, especially when you uh, watch the intro video and realize that his canon outfit is the bright yellow one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the kind of scraggly one, which mm-hmm. is, like I said, straight up um, Kenshiro from Seven Samurai. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. the, the um, uh, so the Japanese version has an unlock. You can do a code and you can just become the main character from Blade of the Immortal as well. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, there's a guy on GameFAQs who is doing the American version of this who is losing his mind <laughs> trying to find a way to unlock that in the American version. Uh-huh. He's 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 like a Blade of the Immortal unlock in Way of the Samurai Truther, basically. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, that, that was the first reference I saw to that and then yeah. looked it up online. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it was um, cool. If you didn't, uh, once you unlocked it, roll with the blue kimono that had the crazy like landscape scene painted on the back of it. You're a cop. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh really? I I just wanted a target right on my back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. In in yeah. In general, I like the audio and visual of this for the reasons that you said. I do want more writing. Yeah. In it, yeah. like I wish that the stuff I wish it leaned a little bit less on like just kind of archetypes and had a little bit more characterization personally, um, but it is definitely you know does not get in the way. Right. That, that is very minor. 
Yeah. Um, it's very hard to find out information about the development of this. Uh, you got that in the notes, but it, it matched my experience. Yeah. Um, I you know, attempted to and, and was thwarted. Um, this was re-released on PSP in 2008, uh, which I it was cool. Like I, I should hunt down a copy of this for PSP. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are three direct sequels that my understanding and a Western spinoff. My understanding is they get wilder and wilder. So two is still pretty similar to this. Um, three gets a little bit crazier and then four just leans really into a pretty absurd sense of humor. Yeah. Um, in this, which I can, I would have to play to know how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like part of me likes that you can take the stakes of this game really seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even if, if, if it is like a bunch of, uh, ringmasters that come invade, <laughs> like it, it, it can still kind of take it seriously if it is too goofy. Like I've seen screenshots of it where they're like robots and like, mascot costumes and stuff yeah like i think i think it's pretty wild Mm -hmm. so have you have you played any of the later ones peter um i know i've played quite a bit of two um Mm -hmm. and i enjoyed two quite a bit um i've played some of three uh but not a lot and i actually just recently got four um went and watched Hmm. a review of it and went i'm not sure i want to play this because there's uh GTA inspiration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to sneak into a girl's house to have sex with her in your samurai video game, please. That No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah. I don't, uh, I'm, I am glad that this game is sexless, you know, yeah. in general, like there, there's a crush and stuff like that, but it is, it is a pretty, pretty a nerd game. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if we're all ready, we'll get into the uh, the main body of it. It's kind of a weird, you know, game to discuss uh, with our normal format because the game is basically what you make of it. And you're going to get all of the stuff we're going to talk about in not the order. We're going to talk about it, basically. Um, there are six endings. Some of them are very similar to each other. They all have a lot of overlap. So yeah. we're going to kind of try to hit the major beats of, uh, of these endings mm-hmm. um, and uh, kind of explain what differentiates them and uh, start with the, the perfect ending. Because it does most of the things. Yes. This is the most complete ending. Yeah. It's going to take you through all of... You have to, you have something to do in each of the time periods of both days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can I propose that the, the, the interesting structure of this game might suggest we should talk about the least complete ending first? Because it's hilar- kind of hilarious. Uh, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. so, so one of the endings you have the option to do is... And you can kind of interact with characters however you want on the way through this, but simply involves you going to a particular sep- section of the map and exiting Ritkotsu Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Just walk away, yep. man. Yeah. <laughs> you move on, move on down the road. This has nothing yep. to do with me. Yep. The uh, well, I, I also got the uh, the the very abbreviated ending of getting tied to the railroad tracks and uh, <laughs> stubbornly refusing help. Uh, <laughs> do 
was assuming the game would continue on somehow. Yeah. Like, something would happen. Uh, and not the case. So I definitely also got the train ending, uh, which which happens uh, a lot in my hometown. To a lot of it's, real, it's real unfortunate. Yeah. The, the, the train ending is real interesting. Um, I feel like... I don't know how. I don't know why. I would... Honestly, this would be a thing that I could probably spend hours analyzing. But it seems like just few enough prompts get you to that ending <laughs> that most mm-hmm. people are going to do it. Like, you would expect there to be two more chances after that. Yeah, yeah. And they don't yep. give them to you. It's like no, they, they no. cut it off just early enough that even if you plan on escaping, you... You know, you're like, I need you to hold not. out my honor and then <laughs> tell them to get me out of here. Um, and that just doesn't happen that way. Nope. It, it's the ultimate play stupid games, get stupid prizes ending. <laughs> Except the, the game is uh, refusing to be untied and the prize is um, a locomotive. <laughs> so. Um, I, 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 so I, I like the train. I like the train ending um, because it's a little bit of a preview um, of. I mean, so you, you, your fate is not as grisly if you if you get ending six, but like both of the both of those are arrived at um, by just saying like, yeah, I'll join up with you. Obviously, bad person. Um, you know, mm. like you, 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 like you, you're, you're put onto the train tracks. If when you walk in and you see Subahachi, you know, abducting, abducting Suzu, you're like, oh yeah, like I went on, I went in on this action. And he's like, hey, you dipshit, like, <laughs> yeah. what are you talking about? I'm <laughs> yeah. going to tie you to the to the railroad tracks because if you would voluntarily join, <laughs> then we wouldn't want you. Yeah, it is. It was real shocking when that happened. Yeah, <laughs> legitimately. Like I thought it was just like a typical evil, evil ending, and then you just it, it just fades in, and you're you're tied to tracks. <laughs> and it was be you know before. So I actually just you know just in terms of personal experience, we'll get back to the structure here in a moment. Yeah. But I button slipped, and did that. Oh. That was my first experience with the game, uh, and I had, I knew nothing, and I was like, it, I've I've been playing this game for. 15 seconds and I'm tied to railroad tracks. What the fuck is this? Like, it was pretty good. Like, it was just like, all right. That's, that's, all right, away the samurai. That's really great. Um, so the just walk away man ending uh, has a function for me. If I didn't want to lose my, uh, didn't want to lose my sword. Um, and I fucked up the conditions for an ending that I was going for. Um, if you just walk away, like you survive. And you can carry whatever sword you have forward with you and just start mm-hmm. over without without uh, spending time going in and, you know, doing everything to get an, uh, another ending that maybe you already got. So, like, the, the, the non-standard one um, is functional as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it is in some ways that this is my sword now. Yep. <laughs> Yoink. Yeah. Yeah. Saving on shippers. Shipping. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you're if you're going for the the more complete ending, uh, you start off on day one in the morning, the first time period. Uh, walk into town just from a void, um, and you see a uh, a young woman named Suzo. She's being harassed by a man named uh, Subo Hachi, mm-hmm. um, and he is with the Kuro clan. Um, yes. He is shirtless. He has tattoos, kind of yakuza style tattoos, he, and reads exactly like a bad guy. Again, yeah, a little he, more complicated than that, but he, he looks a little bit like a like I think Hachi from Tekken a little bit. Oh sure, yeah. That big tech energy. <laughs> B- um, BTE. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but you have to choose to ignore them as they as they uh, walk by. If you stand in their way, like they get really annoyed with you. So I like that. I like that as a way to uh, get get pulled into the conversation. But you have to let you know let them let them go, or else it becomes it becomes a thing. Um, and they take Suzu down beneath the uh, beneath the bridge to uh, have her be rescued. The city by... of Angel. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. So that's where they drew some blood uh, from Don. Yeah, they live in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> from Don, um, who uh, is said this is not insensitive. He is an Afro samurai. He is a samurai who has an Afro. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. He's a Westerner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, typically you'll meet him just in a, a little bit later than this, but he yeah. uh, he came over and is uh, deciding to. Uh, he's kind of like just the ultimate weeb, right? Like he is deciding to follow the way of the samurai. Yes, from from the west. Um, and uh, like in the story, like he's not very good. Like he's supposed to not be a very good fighter. He's fine. Mm-hmm. Like you fight with him several times and he's fine. I was expecting him to be absolutely horseshit with just the absolute bullshit with a sword, and he's actually okay. Yeah. He, he's not um, yeah, so, even though he wears pink. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so uh, he say, you know, he saves her. Um, and your kind of macro goal in this ending, you know, and you don't know this yet again, because the, yeah, the weird yeah. structure, this is something you would you tease out over multiple playthroughs, but is to make both of these families at full strength. Because, uh, you know, Shine Time Station is coming to roost <laughs> and you want uh, them to have all of their pieces on the board so they can fight off, help fight off the army. Yes. Um, so in order to do that, um, your first task, you go to that Kuro family, uh, you know, who this, uh, this, uh, Subahachi works for and, uh, go to go work for them. Um, their kind of position here, they're looking to sell this iron foundry in the town, um, in order to keep themselves afloat, um, sell it to the government specifically. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so you have to, uh, you have to prove yourself by fighting, uh, one of their lieutenants, um, uh, what's name? Shiratoko. Uh, this family is led by Teshin Kuro, uh, and Madame Mirasaki, um, you know, who kind of proctor this exam. They want to make sure you're worthy. They'll let you join. Even if you lose, uh, you do want to win, uh, because that way you get the good job, um, mm-hmm. and are able to ensure that nothing bad happens to Don and, uh, and, and Suzu. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Yeah. But you go into this into this fight with Shiratoko, who ends up being a solid bro. Uh, this fight is not good, I don't think, um, mm. because he has this psychic attack that I do not understand. That just it broke my guard and knocked me down a lot. Mm. Yeah, I generally like try to stick up in his face mm-hmm. to try to avoid this. But this was still so I ended up here even on my first playthrough. Mm-hmm. Right. Like ended up working for them because of some stuff that would happen later. Um, and this was an early fight where I was still kind of figuring things out and was basically like flailing, mm. you know, um, and it wasn't unusual for me to fall down kind of just regardless because I didn't really understand the combat system. So I did not know what was being done to me to make me fall down. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it sounds yeah, that, like that is experienced later as well. Mm-hmm. I, I never read that attack as, as psychic. I read it as he was like reaching and throwing a needle. Like, like oh. he's, he's kind of. You know, the, you know, again, going back to the broad archetypes for um, him, I kind of read him, uh, Shiratoko, as, you know, a little bit ruthless, a little bit not honorable, even though he is very, you know, he's 
he's very charismatic. He is, you know, kind of a well-dressed guy. He's not a thug, but he's not honorable. And, you know, kind of the two attacks that read that way to me is one, he'll, you know, throw a needle at you in the middle of a sword fight. Mm. And two, um, he has this grab attack where he'll, he knocks you on the ground and then just sticks his sword in your back and kind of <laughs> roots it around in there. Yeah. yeah. Wiggle it. A knife twist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. So I read it as psychic because it, it looks like he touches his forehead before he does it, but I can see it being like a needle or a small dagger. Something like, like that a hairpin well. is what yeah. I think. Yeah. He's pulling out an acupuncture needle. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I did acupuncture once and they didn't take the ne- one of the needles out right between my eye. And I didn't notice it for like an hour and 45 minutes. You, you were just on the max. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, yeah. I was just walking around. I went and ate some wings and stuff. And nobody told me that I had this acupuncture needle between my eyes. Well, I figured it's uh, the Portland thing. Yeah, it's just, it's just like this cool. Like they probably just assumed it was on purpose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was just I was just micro dosing acupuncture for the, <laughs> yeah. the whole day, you know, or something. It was very surreal, though. And, and like when they uh, when they take them out, they do like a move to like take them out. It's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I assume I can just pull this out. Mm. Uh, and I don't know what I was worried about because, you know, it's a needle. I just knew yeah. just, you know, it just came out as nothing. But yeah, that's what this guy's doing. Huh? So yeah. <laughs> exactly. He went that. to working class arch- arch- acupuncture as well. So. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> so, uh, regardless of you win or lose, you know you're 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 brought in. You know they they need somebody to help them do the do the mission for this family. Uh, you want to win, uh, because that means they trust you with the better uh with the better job. Um, mm-hmm. and also you get paid. Like so, if you are looking to give yourself an edge, um, quite literally, actually, you will do jobs for the Kuro family. Um, get paid a bunch of money. Uh, each of their jobs gives you uh, like enough for several upgrades. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, this is a way to, if you are trying to cycle or farm, get to something satisfactory, like I don't know, plus ten, plus ten percent damage, and uh, you know, get get through things a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the job they want you to do is to go shake down that family. This is so, so Suzo, funny. <laughs> yeah, Suzo and Don uh, work in a restaurant down at the 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 railway station there. Um, and you know, again, you've probably been here before. Yeah. If you're following the good guy ending, you've probably already been here. So it, it's just kind of a trip to go down here and be, uh, you know, so the, the first time I did, I lost to the fight. So I was just a lookout yeah. here on guard duty, but you get a more active role if you won the fight. Yeah. Um, where they're, they're basically doing mob tactics. <laughs> like it'd be a shame if somebody must up your table <laughs> you know it's like basically what you're doing here yeah just it'd be a shame if somebody you know made a mess of your pots and pans yeah <laughs> like uh but this is so funny like a clip of this would be classes of game because you know like you 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 messing with this stuff you are going around picking up picking up tables and stools and vases and things like that while they are cowering and you know kind of yelling at you and you are you know i i, I wasn't able to get the uh to, to to get the throw to fire so it is just me swinging this vase around trying not to hit anybody mm, and yeah. <laughs> the sequence the sequence doesn't end until every piece of move, movable geometry is upended yeah yeah you, you just had to take it all out there's also like a lot of nuance to this too like if you start trashing stuff before you're told mm-hmm. you'll get chided and you'll get paid less like you want to follow instructions like which yes. is really neat like you are working for the mob do what the mob guy says and yeah. only that yeah so you know, want to be a wise yeah. guy? Don't be a wise guy. Yeah. Um, you get a bunch of money regardless. Uh, this moves time forward. Um, it is evening, and now you got to go check out the other major power in town, the Akadama family. 
Yes. Which are down by the rail yard. Yeah. Um, you can go up and you see them training samurai and talking about honor and the way of the samurai, things like that. Their plan um, is to basically route the Kuro family by taking their iron foundry. You know, if they have it, mm-hmm. they can't sell it. The Kuro family doesn't have any claim in the town. You know, they can go, they can go away. And the Akadama family yeah. is set to, you know, uh, r- return samurai to prominence, at least in this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, principal people here are Kichu. Uh, Kicho and uh, an English woman named Chelsea. Yes. Um, and they're, they've come to the pass recently. Mm-hmm. And you come in. They seem like a band to me, <laughs> like the fashion. They're much more fashion forward. Yep. Kicho specifically. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, this is where streets of age, streets of rage enemies are made. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it just like everybody just seems like pretty hip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kicho is uh, weirdly androgynous as well, or at least I, I read that specifically from the facial from the facial <laughs> model um, and what appears to be makeup and things. Yeah. They're incredibly fashionable. Yeah. looks like a band yep. <laughs> to me, like very much. So um, you sit in this meeting, you know, that they have um, where one of their soldiers, Karibi, 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 Karibi loses his temper um, and threatens to go rogue because uh, Kijo will not actually just do a direct at- attack on the crew. Right. Um, he's like, now is the time we've been waiting forever. And no, we have to gather strength, et cetera. Um, this conflict goes outside and, uh, you know, you can leave the fight, uh, to Kicho who will kill Karabe. Mm-hmm. Um, but you want to offer to do the fight. Yes. Um, and this is, uh, I would, I would, uh, venture the part where if you are going to fail in this, uh, uh in the, in this, uh, uh, ending attempt, it will be here because the fight with Karabe, uh, I found to be ridiculously difficult. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I came here like later. I did this fight later because I, I didn't go for this ending first. Mm-hmm. So I had an okay, like I had a much better sword and yeah. I had some moves. So I don't think I had quite as much problem with that. Yeah. But it it is definitely a tricky one. How about you? How about you, Peter? Was, was Karibe uh, a, a tough haul for you? Karibe is tough. And, and, you know, I think, again, you talk about, you know, these guys are much more fashion forward. They're kind of, uh, archetyped as you know, young guns a little bit, and Caribe mm. is the kind of the unpolitical member of the group that is nonetheless the best fighter. Mm-hmm. He is the uh, the Raphael. Yeah, yeah, very much. Um, yeah, um, you know. So and, it and, is, but, uh, and one one thing about this this faction. They have the best swords. Okay. Like just all of their swords are cool and do weird things and are interesting. Um, Kicho, uh, Kicho's is actually one of the like just statistically best swords, <laughs> but Karibe's is really cool. And uh, Chelsea's is actually the one we talked about earlier. She's using a rapier the whole time. So. Yeah. 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 Which is really cool. I wish I got the rapier. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, I didn't go sword collecting in this. Um, is it worth like chatting about that just real quick as a, as a, as a kind of a meta goal? Like this does have that. Um, cause when we were in the green room, we were talking about, um, different reasons you might go for swords, uh, in this game and try to collect them. Like it is a unstated meta goal of the game to get all, to get all the swords. Like, even if you're doing an ending that you're not going to win, like you want to, you know, it's, we, we talked about that just walk ending, right? Um, you know, I, I want to bank these swords oh. and, uh, you can only use one sword at a time, you know, like there, there's no, there's no practical reason to have swords you're not using. 
um, but you might want to uh, uh, to do so for a couple reasons. Like one is pure collecting, but you had alluded to another reason, Peter. Was that just because of the uh, kind of cool later moves? It's it's the about? cool it's the cool later moves. It's it's kind yeah. of the the move set thing. You know, in a fighting game, one one thing you can look at as, as a fighting game, especially if you're playing fighting games for more casual reasons, is how big is the roster? Mm-hmm. Like Marvel yeah. versus Capcom is amazing for. I would say 70 to 80% of the people who play it, not because it's some tight, amazing fighting game, but because the roster is big and cool and has tons of different movesets within it that play very differently. Sentinel and Mm -hmm. Spider-Man are the two most different characters in fighting games, and it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And you get kind of that same feeling as you collect some of the cooler swords. So, um, you know... Chelsea's weapon is particularly unusual. Uh, Karibe's weapon is just, it's an up sword and it's just brutal. Uh, It's one of the things you can tell kind of by their stances how things will perform. The up swords are very, very, very powerful, um, but generally have long windups. The down swords have like quick openers um, and like slower than average strong attacks. Uh, It's, and so collecting the different swords from different characters, to me, was a way of unlocking movesets. And whereas I have no interest to collect all the swords or, you know, to get every single piece of gold poop in Breath of the Wild, <laughs> if you tell me there are characters to unlock, I am on that track as fast as I can go. And yeah. that's how I feel about, you know, the swords in this. Every sword in this is just... A move set. As long as it's not a rando sword off a mook, it's probably going to do something neat at the end. Um, so there are some really cool ones. There are some that you know you will do this dashing attack where you dash through the enemy, and that can be you know you 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 talked earlier about having um, a stab move that that kind of opened enemies up to you, and just they kind of died. There's a a couple of the ninja swords you will dash through enemies and then turn around and slash them. Um, mm. And those opened up enemies for me because you can be so far away from the enemy that they're not blocking and they won't block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So start with a start with a heart attack. Something that's really cool about the uh, about the special moves that you get, you know, even midway down um, a weapons improvement um, is that when you activate those, they, they, they feel very cinematic specifically because they will move the camera in to show you to, to basically show you the results of it. So like mm-hmm. when you do the, you know, the, the, the one of those that I ended up doing a lot um, kind of accidentally where you do the stab and then and then uh, you know, kick, uh, which pins them to the ground and then you, you know basically stomp stomp them off the end of your off the end of your sword it feels very kinetic um in a you know satisfying way uh brutal mm-hmm. would, be the, would be the stereotypical word i would use here yeah 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 um the uh so yeah there's a couple different reasons to do it i think that that is a good uh a good reason i think it's also it's interesting how often that is as mentioned right yeah so like if you're doing that if you're trying to unlock those different movesets because they are basically different characters you're doing it for the pure joy of checking it out like it's not necessary to do those things to get to the to get to the end of the game mm-hmm. unless you're playing on a harder difficulty right. right like i played through on normal um it is uh the story content is all available on all levels of difficulty though so um it is is kind of up to you which i think is a good choice yep uh for them um 
after uh, so once you once you demand their uh, Karibe's uh, surrender, um, we move over to the next time of day, which is night. Yes. Um, and now we need to start rooting out the traitors in the different families, which is the next. So we have made sure that people are alive. Um, and here, uh, if you go by the shrine, you learn about um, some hanky panky. Uh, fuck, who, who am I? Um, you heard you learn about some bad guys. Yeah, 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 Bob Barker. There we go. Yeah, Bob Barker's <laughs> yeah. A, good, a good one. Learn about some stuff going on in the Kuro family because Murasaki, um, you know, T Teshin's wife, I assume. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. is meeting with this incredibly goofy looking town policeman, like this bureaucrat this guy. official. Yeah. The, like I ran to this guy, you know, before this in my actual playthrough. Oh yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, he, he came and yelled at me in the town, uh, on the street <laughs> and, uh, you know, shot at me while his enforcer, uh, <laughs> tried to fight me. And it was incredibly frustrating and dorky. Yeah. Uh, this guy sucks. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah. The, but, but they're having an affair and he is in league with the government. Uh, Adam Rissock, you can here. do better. Yeah. Like you, you, if you cannot catch a better dick, <laughs> I am <laughs> sorry, my lady, like you can do better. Yeah. <laughs> So, so uh, this can go very badly because, you know, they say like, hey, yeah, we're, we're going to fight you now because you know our secret. If you just wait for like a second, Shiratoko comes in um, mm -hmm. and, you know, like, hell, like, so I, I saw you leave the house. I wanted to see what was going on uh, to navigate this. You have to not start a fight. You have to tell Shiratoko what's happening. Like, you can't just say, like, oh, they ran into each other. You have to, you know, they have to trust you. Get a rat on them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, or at least the, you know, the, the, the powers that be within the Kuro family need to trust you, uh, you know, by, by, by ratting. Um, and then you have to make sure that Mirosaki is spared. Yeah. Yeah. And again, in talking about the subverting uh, video game kind of things, like when they say they're, they're going to fight you and you say, like, wait. Mm -hmm. um, I generally assume that if I say, wait, don't fight me, no one's going to listen to me. Yeah. And they're just going to fight me anyway. <laughs> yeah. But they do. They actually do wait, which is super cool. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, so now the, you know, the police are no longer influencing the family. This right. is how they were actually. And as we'll find out, this police officer works for the government. Mm -hmm. He's a stooge. Yes. Yeah. Um, this moves us on to day two. Uh, so with Kariba uh, alive. Um, the, uh, the pressure on Kichu to act is successful. So, uh, you meet with him and you move to go and spy on the Kuro family. Yeah. Um, and this is where you learn about the other trader who has been kind of hanging around and been a little bit suspicious. This is Hyuga. He's um, probably warned you. Like yeah, he, yeah. one of the early encounters you can get is him popping out of an alley and being like, Hey kid, you know, get <laughs> out of here. You, need to you leave. know, like you need <laughs> to leave. You're going to. He literally says you'll upset the balance. Yes, you will. You will, you like, will tip the balance by, by by being here. I love that yeah. encounter because he pops out and like does his little speech. Uh, you're yeah. not pinned into the dialogue. You can just walk away, and he gets yeah. very upset with you for not listening <laughs> to him. Like, Hell, this dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but um, when you when you pass by the shrine um, with, uh, uh, with with Kicho, uh, you will spot Hyuga reporting to one of the conductors, one of the government generals. And Kicho's like, hey, what the hell? Um, and he goes <laughs> like, oh, yeah, well, you didn't you didn't know. Uh, you know, I, I, I basically sold you out in order to get a piece of a place in the government. They're going to come in and bowl you over. And now you're going to fight me and a bunch of ninjas and also this conductor. Ninjas just drop in. Yes. <laughs> it's great. Like when a lot of times when ninjas show up in this, they just appear from the sky and just fall down mm -hmm. uh, onto the ground. It's awesome. Yes. The, uh, you know, oh. it, it's funny. The government soldiers look like conductors and we haven't said conductor until right now. 
And now I can all I can think of is ten thousand Polar Expresses. <laughs> Polar Express is a good uh, a good watchword because it has that uncanny uh, Tom Hanks, <laughs> the Tom Hanks uncanny valley effect. The uh, the only time yeah. he hasn't been likable. Yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't him. <laughs> I bet you that right, Mister Rogers movie he's gonna do is betcha is good. Do you, do you guys see that Mr. Rogers documentary? It, uh, oh, I, I watched that documentary on a plane, Gary. I yeah, was bawling. It's very rough. It's very like, pure. Oh my god! Yeah, no, I was, <sighs> I, I, I lost my composure. Yeah, very pure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, there's a big, big fight here, big group fight, and during it, uh, you know, uh, Huaga taunts us. He says uh, the government army is actually heading to the pass. And then he suicide bombs. Yep. Um, and he does it in all the ways he can die. He just blows up. <laughs> there's nothing left. And it's very weird. Um, at first, I thought he was exploding in like a ninja magic. Like he was teleporting mm-hmm. away. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he brought the ninjas? Like, what the? <laughs> you know? And, but no, he just blows up. No, he blows up. Um, and like, so things. so Kicho uh, says, warns you like, hey, get, get, get away. Get away, please. Like, yeah. like you need to, you know, and I, I, I've, I did. I've never stayed close to him uh, while he exploded. Yeah. Do you know if you can die? Or have all of us do it? Have all of us valued self-preservation? Uh, I stayed I, away from him. But. I've been very close to him when he's done that. I I do think he's ninja magicking away because he. I mean, his weapon is a ninja sword. He actually mm-hmm. has one of the highest level ninja swords available in the game, um, with some really interesting moves. Uh, his weapon is actually one of my favorites. Um, I'm pretty sure. Again, he's a spy reporting back to the mm. government mm. he's he's a ninja doing what ninjas do which is being in disguise in the midst of the enemy okay yeah i i just wonder why he tells you to get away yeah unless he's just unless it's just like a translate he's just saying like leave me alone and it got mm. translated and then the visual iconography looking like an explosion kind of confused it yeah you know so yeah i could i could buy either either war mm-hmm I just, yeah. I just also like the idea of him just exploding. Yeah, either either or works. Like it's it's yeah. a contingency method. Mm-hmm. If he's ever captured. Yes. He either teleports or explodes. And bites down on his tooth. Just. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, the, this the, this gets rid of the, uh, the 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 traitor in your midst, but also you know warns you in advance of the attack that is coming. So at least the uh, the Akadama are not going to be uh, not going to be caught off guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you need to go grab Chelsea and get ready for the army assault. And this is uh, like most of these endings end with a variation of this fight. Um, the only difference really is how many people are alive. Yeah. Um, I, I find this fight too long and doing going for multiple endings um, in a row. Mm-hmm. Like I got pretty fatigued by this sequence. Yeah. Um, doing this multiple times. Like it's not a death knell. It's not horrible. I did like it took me a while to click with the combat in this game. I eventually did kind of get to where I liked it. Mm-hmm. But boy, it's just a long series of fights that are interrupted by a second by meeting a new, you know, government official who like yells their name or or laughs at you and then it's just another fight. Yeah. Like it is kind well, of weirdly paced. I mean, it's it's more boring than that. I mean, I this this is if if this game has a biggest sin, I think this fight sequence is it. Mhm. Mm. They're trying to sell the idea that the army is, you know, endless in number or this is a huge force. But there's literally one named person you run into at the end of like four or five zones. Mm -hmm. 
yeah. of fighting through random government soldiers, just groups of them. And yeah. it's, you know, it's move to zone, talk <laughs> to friend. Yeah. Government soldiers appear, mm-hmm. kill five. Friend says he can't go up, can't go on, and you go on. Yeah. Yeah. Repeat yeah, yeah. four times. <laughs> Across the entire game well, world. Repeat yeah. four times, then repeat five times. Yes, you know, repeat for like doing most all of these the endings. endings. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. Four, four zones of killing five more soldiers and five mm-hmm. more. It's just. Yeah. And, and up to this point, the majority of people that you have been fighting for the story have been interesting fights that have had varied movesets, etc. Like all these government soldiers kind of fight the same. You know, yeah. like the only encounter that is like this uh, is if you go to the foundry um, on the first day during during the day and attack the uh, the historian that's there. You have, you know, a, a hundred <laughs> um, uh, what's it, Kuro soldiers soldiers will come after you and they are all just kind of like regular mook kind of guys. And you fight they're, they're like they're sub mooks, like they're like easiest dudes. Yes. Yeah. You know, it is it is there explicitly so you can get an OK sword and get some money. Yes. I feel like it's actually like kind of a baldly artificial <laughs> little little like great like how can we make you fight a lot of guys in a short time mm-hmm. and still fit this game in two days yeah yeah what if there's just like a clown like a literal clown foundry maniacs foundry that is just full, like a hundred dudes to fight yeah this is this is you know that was that's optional and this is not and you uh this is harder than that it's mm-hmm. not super hard but yeah, I, I don't like it. I yeah. agree that it it's this this sucks. And also, if you die, you have to start back at the beginning. Yeah, like, and that's that's a real bummer. Yes, yeah. So you know, the, the, there's not an awful lot to say. Like you know, to say one thing in its favor, which is damnation by faint praise. It is kind of cool to go to one of these new areas and be like, oh, you were an enemy, but now you're a friend, and now we're fighting alongside each other. Yeah, you know, just in a basic like archetypes of storytelling kind of kind of yeah. uh, you know when you get to that part of the story. Yeah, it, it is neat, but it's also not neat unlimited times. No, you absolutely know? <laughs> not. There's a lot yeah. of things that are neat once. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So uh, regardless, uh, in this ending, you end up on the bridge and the leader of the army, um, Tamagawa, arrives. Uh, he is supposed to be a uh, magnificent shit. Uh, everybody, you know, in the endings where he dies, uh, he, you know, everybody's like, oh, gosh, what are we going to do without him? He was our greatest, uh, our greatest leader. Um, and the fight with him, I mostly just noticed, like, this is this is difficult or this is a task because he has a lot of health and he doesn't leave, he doesn't leave a lot of openings. Mm-hmm. Is there yeah. is there a trick to Tamagawa's fight that I that, that I just never noticed in the multiple times that I did that, Peter? I don't know. I, I don't. I never found Tamagawa very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, compared to some of the hardest fights in the game, yeah. I think like in it, there's an ending where you have to fight um, Tenshin, and he is incredibly hard. Yes. Um, I think that uh, even even the fight with uh, Karibe, I think, is is harder. Yeah. I just his moveset ends up being a little predictable and I don't know. I I don't find the, the one handed style is, I feel kind of predictable and it's just about, you know, letting him 
attack you and pulling him most of the time or pushing him. No. And getting in a couple of hits. Mm, gotcha. But not particularly hard. He doesn't, you know, I find the most dangerous fights in this game is the one where, you know, the enemy hits like a Mack truck and you die. Yeah. Yeah. And Tamagawa doesn't hit that hard. Right. At this point, also, I was favoring, um, you know, kind of right, wrong or whatever. Like I had found a decent HP bonus sword mm-hmm. and was kind of favoring that because I was getting hit because I wasn't great. Yeah. You know, at the at the combat. So, like, I, I had a decent HP store for this, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, you, uh, you, once you do enough damage, he, he runs away. Um, you, he flees the shrine, you fight him there. Uh, afterwards, he does the dragon lord thing, like, do you want to join us? Um, if you, uh, join him, um, you get another ending, which, you know, which we'll, we'll talk about next. Mm-hmm. Uh, but however, you refuse and you finish him off. Yes. And now, because you have allied and, and helped out the Kuro and the Akadama, they can actually fight off the government. Yes. The uh, the, the the assault is, you know, the, the, deterred, deflected. Uh, Rokotsu Pass uh, remains independent, at least for now. Um, it's hilarious because they... <laughs> Because they have this, um, you know, they have this ending, like, you know, everybody's, everybody's happy and they're standing in the middle of the station. Um, the, the only major casualty is Dawn, who is presented in like a, uh, like a halo, uh, like a ghost halo above them as they're gathered for the group photo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a force ghost. Yep, he's a force ghost yeah. at this point. Um, and Kenji's contribution to this entire thing is not recorded because he, like the Incredible Hulk, must move on to the next half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that happens in all pretty much all the endings. Yes, Kenji is not named. Like you, that is the the trope, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and then uh, so that's that's the basics of the game. We're going to go through the other things you can do. Um, that is not likely the first ending you get. No, no. You know. Uh, I, I, so one other one other comment on that. Um, you mentioned the 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 sellout ending uh, where you know you accept his offer. I went back mm-hmm. to in, in preparation for this. I played through the game a couple of times, and I went back and I looked at my status screen. There's kind of this cool status screen, and they've got this um, crossed samurai sword with scabbard that shows you all the endings you completed. And I was staring at it going, is the handle of that sword supposed to be black or is there an ending I haven't completed? Mm. And we are about to get into the dangers of skimming because <laughs> in the end I concluded that no, there's an ending I haven't completed. I went to GameFAQs, tried to read up on the endings, and because it doesn't tell you like endings by number or what endings they are, I didn't know which one I hadn't completed. So I mm. looked at them and tried to figure it out. And because I was skimming when I read through the sellout ending, because again, this is game facts, so it's a full go through. Uh-huh. It's not mm-hmm. like do this previous one, but instead, it's a full, you know, beginning of day one to end of day two. Oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, that's one I've done. Oh, that's one I've done. <laughs> and still have never completed the sellout ending. Yeah, um, I, I I did not do this one. I did I think four of the endings. Um, I, I didn't do this because I mean, like the, the only difference is the choice that you make at the end. So I don't know. I, I don't know how it differs. Uh, it is, mm-hmm. it is labeled as the worst ending. You know, you make the offer, 
Um, and additionally, uh, this is not a game that is very well documented online. I had assumed that I would be able to like look at a, a YouTube compilation of all the endings. Doesn't mm -hmm. exist. Nope. <laughs> so, nope. Oops. There's a hole out there for people if you want to become a hero. Yeah. Uh, and recorded your playthroughs of this. Yeah. Um, when you if you uh, sell out, you say yes to the thing, and what you expect happens. Yeah. Basically, um, you get a place of prominence in the army. Um, and you give up the samurai way and you betray everyone in town. Yep. So one, one other thing that, that maybe belonged in general, but I think belongs better here. There's, there's an interesting kind of status screen and ending screen that comes up that tells you kind of all the things you did. And after you beat the game or die, either one, you get a ranking and mm -hmm. these Rankings are, <laughs> they're not direct. They're not mm -hmm. like, this is not an A through F scale. No. This is kind of a weird moral choice system in some mm -hmm. ways. Is it? Like, there are samurai ranks you can get um, regardless of what else you do, just by, like, you mugged a, too many people. You mugged enough people that you got this rank. Oh, it's a little bit like a Metal Gear kind of thing. Yeah, there's just a bunch of different ranks that are based on non-success factors, is I guess the way I'd put it. Gotcha. Um, like, you can, and like I said, you get these no matter how you end the game. So if you die, or if you, you know, walk out of Rikotsu Pass, because fuck this place. <laughs> um, Kenji is not about the drama. You just, you just, like... You can walk through beating a bunch of people up as you go, and you get this like thug rank. <laughs> yeah, for 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 me, it was like it was either punk, which just happened to me, you know, when I when I died ignominiously, um, or some version of like samurai master, or samurai legend. If I got through to the end, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, same. I never I never noticed the uh, the the kind of the gradients on that. Well, because there's like. There's got to be 15 of them. Mm. So they're not, you know, some of those are grade ranks. Punk is the low grade rank. Punk <laughs> is you did badly. And Samurai Master is you you did really well and did well in combat and survived and gained this much money and killed this many people. But like I said, there are some that are these other weird kind of ending things. Hmm. Um, and, and, you know, this you've got a status screen in the option menu that shows you all the ranks you've gotten and enumerates how many times you've got them. Um, which, you know, like I said, this is a game that I come back to and replay every yeah. couple of years, at least a couple of times. Um, and so one of the things that I thought was interesting, unfortunately I didn't get to do this. Um, and maybe if I can get a picture to you, this should go in the show notes, but I've got that screen for mine and mm -hmm. I have like 50, Oh, different wow. rank, you know, like I've I've played through or died as an as a game end in this game fifty or sixty times. Mm -hmm. Um, like I said, and that's coming back to it every couple of years and playing through three or four times. Um, I think I just leave at least once every single time. Oh yeah, <laughs> like like that is that is a must have ending for me in some weird mm -hmm. ways because again the idea that and the protagonist walked away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, makes me so happy. Yep. 
<laughs> there is a uh the, the, i i didn't notice this um amidst all of the specific fighting style facts but there is a fact on game facts that explains uh how to get the different ranks um and mm. i'm curious how one ends up getting the beast king uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh, more things to collect more more uh more motivation for people who are motivated more motivated by that to uh to, to kind of see how those how those shake out yeah do loops So the, the next couple of endings we're going to talk about are you're more likely to get these earlier on uh, than that. And they tend to be kind of incomplete versions of that that one we talked about. Yes. You know, the, the main ending that we we, we heavily enumerated. Um, so ending number five, uh, the Akadama ending, uh, very similar to ending one. And, and I, I mentioned this. I just need to mention it again, just, you know, so nobody thinks that I've been replaced by a scrawl. <laughs> um, I think it sucks that to get these endings, you end up having to do largely the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I know I mentioned that before, but just you know, I the uh, call call it whatever you will. I'm not complaining about that with my usual vigor. You know, <laughs> that's, that's the thing. If you remember the nine nine nine, Gary, like it is definitely a thing that I really don't like replaying yeah. something that I've already played. Just I just feel like you should be able to fast forward through the parts you've already done. Mm -hmm. This game, it's not as bad because it is such a short loop, yeah, and it does move really quickly. But, like, I was really feeling it during that ending fight uh, with the army yeah. during these things. Like, just like, boy, like, yep. Mm, you know, this is barely different. More you know? this, yeah. Like, this, yeah, this is and, more, yeah. So, And, and I, I, I think I think that's true to a point. Um, I think the ending fight is egregious. Um, mm. and, and we've already discussed that. I actually think it's better than you're saying, Um I, I think you might actually be – I feel like that's actually a result of the best ending and following the game through for the best ending because in some ways the next two endings, which both end in fighting the government in the same way, go very similarly. Mm -hmm. um, but it's – more natural to follow them it, to get yeah. the best ending you switch allegiances like during the first day you yeah. go join one clan and then at night you go and talk to the other clan and it's real weird in some ways it's counterintuitive yeah yeah um, I, I didn't do the so, best ending first I, I i did do these other endings yeah okay you know, i just yeah I, I didn't do i didn't do the best ending first i did these other ones which were more intuitive so I didn't have that experience until I was trying to see the better endings mm -hmm. kind of for a completionist's sake. Yeah. You know, and and it was it was that fight. But honestly, and this again, you know, people say that this is me nitpicking all the time, but I just feel like it comes up a lot. It was just seeing scenes that I already seen that are required for multiple endings and not being able to fast forward through dialogue. Mm -hmm. Like, and I know that's minor. I know that like people, you know, just like, oh, how can you be frustrated by something that takes only a few seconds? But it's just many times over. Right. Like I, I keep thinking about this idea that like if something 
for something to be a nitpick in a game, like, and by nitpick, I mean a criticism that you shouldn't make, like it's not really worth making. It needs to be rare because if something happens a lot, it's worth talking about. Yeah. Kind of no matter how small it is, it just, it happens a lot. You're going to be dealing with it a lot. And I just wanted to be able to scoot forward through stuff like scenes I'd already seen a little bit quicker, you know, and this is even down to like talking to the upgrade, you know, talking to the blacksmith. Yeah. Things like that. Like, I just wanted to be able to shoot through those parts quicker to get to the new stuff, um, which I genuinely liked, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it wasn't so much that I didn't do the the main ending and then do kind of minor variations of it afterwards. I did the variations, eventually got up to the main ending or the by main, I mean, good, mm-hmm. the golden ending. Um, and it just uh, there's just like a little bit more repetition than I wanted yeah. for, for a yeah. game that its strength was yeah. not based on repetition. Is it based on having this variety of things you're doing? And when it does that, it does it great. I just wanted a little bit less of running him tracks, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I can definitely see that. And, you know, I think, I think the kind of thing we said earlier, which is the earlier the paths diverge, the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, you will see that Suzu scene and interact with it somehow in every single playthrough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you will, there are a couple of things that happen pretty, you know, pretty consistently through all playthroughs and yeah, not being able to skip through those gets, gets old, you know, going back to the comparison with, uh, Stanley parables, some of the more, you know, egregious, some of the endings in that, that are more annoying to get are the ones that have you following the same path right up until a very late divergent point. Like, yeah, I want to see more. Let me separate earlier. Rather yeah. Than that's later. The, that's no. exactly what I want from this kind of thing. And that ultimately, again, was to draw to, you know, to the game that has the structure most similar to this that we've done, which is 999, where like it would do things where like, yes, you would each subsequent playthrough, you would do different things. You'd end up in different rooms. You'd end up with different companions. But large portions of the conversations where everyone were together, unless it was exactly the same, you couldn't fast forward. So what somebody would say, add one little line and then the whole thing you have to sit through. Yeah. I understand that's something that the, the series got better about, Yeah, you know, but it just being a thing that just provides a lot of friction to me, you know, and I'm not, I'm not just preternaturally impatient. I just want to get to the part that I'm enjoying, you know, like it, it, it only happens in, in games where there's a thing that I enjoy about it, yeah. you know? So anywho, I just wanted to get one final little, again, I don't want anyone to think I'm a scrawl. <laughs> I need to get one little, one little final little bit about that because as we talk about these endings that are very similar, it felt appropriate. Mm-hmm to bring that up because you are, you know, you are repeating yourself a lot to get these extra endings and you don't, and nobody's forcing you to play it that way. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you can play this game like naturally and just kind of role play it or just kind of hang around in the world and see what endings you get. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I just felt like for the show, I felt like I needed to see the endings, Yeah. you know, and, and that could be a function of the podcast more than just the, like an actual function of the game. And I'd be willing to admit that for sure. Like yeah. that is a possibility. Um, and and I, so, I will also say that, that you know, there is a, a truth to it in terms of the repetitiveness if you were trying to discover the ending naturally. Um, I actually think the first time I played the game, I did end up discovering all the endings I ended up discovering naturally, which means everything but the sellout ending. Mm-hmm. Um, and just just a peek behind the curtain, we have the endings numbered here. Um, and ending three is the, uh, Akadama Kuro, Kuroa together ending, 
um, which is very close to the best ending because both of the families are working together. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I pursued that and got that ending probably at least four or five times. It's a lot. Before I could figure out the golden ending. Um, yeah. Because, again, you're trying to keep everyone alive. And so it's like, uh, it just wasn't enough. Somebody died. This person died. Mm-hmm. This person died. What what iteration makes that change? And in the end, the fact that it was don't save Suzu yourself. Mm-hmm. It was like mm. great. It That's was so counterintuitive. Right. Yeah, that, that is that is so counterintuitive to to have that be the right move. Yeah. Like I know I need to work with both of these groups. I know I need to keep as many people alive and keep them from fighting each other. How do I do that? And it's it's real hard. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So what we have here is ending five, the Akadama ending, with very similar uh, to ending one. Except the the big difference is uh, Karibe uh, dies mm-hmm. at the Akadama Mansion when you when you meet him. Um, either uh, you lose the fight or you let uh, Kichu do it. Yeah, and everything else is normal. Everything else is the same. Um, you get to uh, Tamagawa and you kill him, but uh, the army forces actually you know you win the battle but not the war. Mm-hmm. The army forces over on the pass. Yeah, because uh, Akadama is not strong enough to to team up and and fight them off. Yeah. Um, at the end, you actually get, um, you know, on some of the, you know, splash screens for different endings, it will actually give you like a tip from Suzu saying, oh, if only the Akadama family didn't stand alone. Like it is yeah. giving you hints. It is nudging you toward what is what is correct. Um, and I appreciated that because this was the first ending that I got, like naturally, because mm. uh, I wanted to side with the Akadama. They seemed uh, on the up and up. Yeah, they definitely seem at first glance like the the the, the best yes. of the group for sure. Yeah. Um, kind of a, a, a tying into that ending. Ending four is also, uh, you know, uh, you know, just the, another family not doing quite mm-hmm. as well. So you, during day one, doesn't matter so much. But day two, um, you go to the foundry um, and you side with the Kuro uh, during this fight. Yes. Um, and end up fighting alongside Teshin. Um, and you kind of learn about uh, Kicho's family status. This is a little bit of that Rashomon energy where you're learning these secrets. Yeah. Um, so Kichu, the leader of the Akadama, is actually the illegitimate son of the leader of the Kuru. Yeah. And Hyuga has been manipulating them. I, I think that's how you pronounce their name. Uh, I, I say mm-hmm. Hyuga, and it sounds like I'm announcing a Street Fighter baby attack. Hyuga. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, baby Hyuga. Ba- baby Hyuga, yeah. No, Hyuga has been manipulating um, Kicho in order to uh, get him to attack. Uh, so mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, like, you, you know, you, your, your, your dad is doing all this bad stuff. You know, if you really want to bring back the way of the samurai, this is the way to do it. Um, you know, so the rawness of that relationship is being manipulated. Mm-hmm. Um, and this yeah. is this is a long fight. Um, actually, you're going to be taking on a lot of people at this foundry and it kind of culminates um, in this fight with Kicho on top of the foundry. Uh, Kicho's tough, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like Kicho was able to uh, was able to take out Kuriba in one hit. Um, yeah. And, you know, you're, you're just going to have to put up with that here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Teshin will not kill him. Right. Son. So you have to do it. And then because, uh, you know, you have not uh, done all of the intelligence work and you have not kept the families uh, at their strength, the final battle with the army actually is a surprise. Uh, starts at the Kuru Mansion. Uh, it mechanically is very similar, 
um, but the Kuro are not strong enough to fight right. fight off the army without the Akadama. And uh, it you know ends very similar to the last ending. Yes, where it's like the, the you win the battle but not the war. You beat the the final guy, but uh, the army is not able to be held off. Right. Um, which of these endings did you get first naturally, Gary? Uh, three. Three. Gotcha. Yeah. So I, you know, I could not conceive of the idea of not helping Suzo. So mm-hmm. that kind of put me on the path. Gotcha. So, and I, and I wanted, I, my sympathies were with the, with the townsfolk mm-hmm. naturally. Um, and, uh, I like Dojima and when uh, I like his dorky glasses, his dorky glasses and are very good. They're way too small very for good. his face. <laughs> yep. I like that. He looks like the rock, like playing a librarian, <laughs> like in a movie or yeah. something. Um, so yeah, three, this is the one I got naturally. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, um <laughs> so let's, let's talk about ending three. Cause yep. the, the, this is, this is the one that requires you to, uh, to help Suzu. Uh, the yes. only one, uh, that requires you. Yep. Uh, so you help Suzo, uh, you fight off, uh, the people who are, who are carrying her off. Um, this is also the, you know, the very first, the first thing I got was railroad ending, which is also on the path of this. <laughs> yes. Uh, but that was on accident. I didn't mean to ask, uh, to join, uh, Subahachi. It just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but you fight off Subahachi. Um, you go to the station people, like they ask you to dinner. It's a restaurant. It's like a very cute scene. You learn, uh, Dona Dona's history mm-hmm. and the like. Um, and, uh, you're, you're friends with them. Um, you know, the, and this is the, the kind of the, the philosophical thing, like having, I was, I was confused, pretty confused by Dona Dona as a character mm-hmm. in this because he seems like so explicitly a joke, but it actually makes a lot of sense to have an outsider who comes in, who just states the philosophy because he's a fan of it. Mm-hmm. Like it makes sense to have an outside observer be like, no, I've decided to live by the way of the samurai because of this. Like, no. it kind of adds a perspective. That's the name of this uh, game. Exactly. You know, it is it is what they're basically, you know, one of the things they're fighting over. It's like the thing that the the two families are the reason why they're not their strength and why they're each other's throats, mm-hmm. you know, is this thing. Yeah. Um, so then well, you go. I, I think there's also a, an element of naivety of samurai honor, um, <clears throat> especially especially in this period, painting him. Again, when you fight him, he's not an incompetent fighter. He's just, he's, you know, he can actually be pretty tough in some of the fights. Um, But his belief in samurai honor in this very strict way is shown as naive. And, you know, in order to get the true ending, you kind of have to, you know, go against it in spirit to match it in reality in some ways it's it's yeah. you talk about how how not saving suzu it leads to the best ending and that's a subversion i think this hints at that subversion that following the way of the samurai strictly is just going to get more people in trouble yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah i could i could definitely see that for sure yeah that there that there is a plat uh, a practical application Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah um yeah so after at some point uh during this like next year you're, you're gonna go off and talk to the blacksmith um and because you've been good with the townspeople um he asks for help right like you can always talk to the blacksmith but it's only if you are a friend of the people mm-hmm. that he, he talks to us um and he says like hey i think something's fishy like all the struggle that we have is very recent um, both families have traitors in them, and I think the government is actually playing them against each other. Yeah. Uh, what's funny about this is um, the dialogue here uh, plays off of you knowing things that you couldn't possibly know in this in, in this go through. Dojima has incomplete information. Like he says, I've got like the supposition 
about what's mm-hmm. going on. Like there's something weird with, you know, Madame Murasaki uh, and you can say like, Oh, is she, you know, is, is, is she having an affair with this guy? That is, that's not a, a direct example, but you can kind of like guide his reasoning, even though ultimately he is always on the right path. Like there is something, there's something above and beyond the struggle that is tearing the, the that is tearing the past apart. Um, and his supposition that like, yeah, the government is, you know, trying to soften us up is absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the uh, the army does arrive at this point. You walk over. You're with him. You walk over to the bridge, mm-hmm. um, and uh, ninjas appear, <laughs> and you find out that um, you know, Suzu has been kidnapped, um, which is no good. We like Suzu, mm-hmm. so you fight uh, through the Kuru Mansion uh, where she's being kept, and she's about to be torn apart by horses. Yeah, she's about to be drawn um, and not quartered because there are four horses drawn and halved. Yeah, yeah, uh, drawn in half, and uh, yeah, you end up in the typical long protracted fight mm-hmm. uh, here at the end, um, and with uh, Tamagawa, and uh, once he goes down, the army still manages to overtake the pass. Yeah, so you've you've again, you know, you've done something good. Like I felt good about saving the people uh, and siding with them, but it wasn't enough. Yeah, the army still comes over, and you know, presumably doesn't isn't good right yeah regardless i mean like the best one of these for the for the townspeople is the golden ending uh because it's really just kind of the status quo and as long as the kuro and the akadama aren't fighting they're not going to be in the middle a lot of these endings result in oppression for the townspeople yeah yeah um but yeah like the 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 thing that makes this the bad ending the thing that makes this you know, we're, you know, a, a little bit worse than the others or different than ending two is that by fighting Subahachi um, at the start of this, you, um, you know, rule him out of the end of the end fight. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um. Uh, <laughs> I, I got this ending when I was going for ending two, because ending two requires you to rescue Don. Uh, uh, Don and uh, that is a stealth mission that I fucked up very, very badly. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't actually end up getting this one. No, I, I didn't. I, I you know, I, I couldn't yeah. get it. Yeah, so I, I feel <laughs> bad about that, but I tried. Yep. Um, very similar to ending two. Um, you leave uh, Subahachi alone. He's abduct- abducting Suzu. Uh, evening of day day one, uh, go to the restaurant, and Suzu asks for help because Don is missing. Uh, you say yes, and you go and do this uh, mission to the Kuru Mansion to rescue him. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of stuff here too. I was reading about it online. Like there's some business you can do here while stealing from the crews yeah. at this point and get like a big money boost as well here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't do that. I just read about it. That's that, that's listed so. as a, as a money-making strategy. We're trying to do big upgrades. Um, yeah. uh, but, um, yeah, this is where I, end, I ended up killing Subo Hachi here. Uh, because mm-hmm. I was like, I couldn't, I just, I couldn't find where Don was, uh, probably because I was spotted. Um, I'm not sure exactly how, how strange the stealth is, but I was like cutting my way through the walls in the Kuro mansion. Susu Bach is like, what the hell are you doing here? Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm fighting and killing you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> yeah, went exactly. down. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> um, everything else happens the same. Um, you know uh here it, as planned this is you know i had a similar thing when i actually tried it and fucked mm-hmm. it up yep. but if you uh subahachi is alive you know uh he can actually fight a- alongside you to save suzu and kill tamagawa yeah 
So, yeah. so Tamagawa is dead. Suzu is downed, but Subahachi is here. I can't quite figure out what Subahachi's relationship with Suzu is. They seem to be pretty fond of each other uh, during during this ending. Um, yeah, but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't line up for me. Yeah, I'm not totally sure, yeah. and I didn't get managed to actually get to the ending of that. So right. Yeah, and then as we as we foreshadowed, you can also just walk. Yep. Uh, at any point, <laughs> just get the hell out of dodge. Yeah. Uh, literal dodge, <laughs> and uh, and that's way of the samurai. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, closing thoughts, everybody. Peter, what closing thoughts? What have we what have we not talked about? What do you have uh, that you still want to say about the game? Um, you know, what is uh, you know, do you do you feel like um, there are like, is this a recommendation? If so, like, are there caveats from you? Like, where what are your what are your final kind of thoughts on this? Um, I think it's a recommendation for anyone to play. Um, again, just because the time investment works so well at to, at seeing how interesting this is, um, it's it's really cool that that iteration cycle is so short. And if you've got a PS2 that works, um, you know it's it's an interesting game to pick up and give a try in that way. Uh, one thing we never mentioned. Uh, was Suzu's crazy grandpa because he doesn't matter, but <laughs> there's there's kind of a crazy racist grandpa in the game. Did you know you can kick him for a full health up whenever you want, basically? <laughs> you can... So I liked him as a as a receptacle for a healing Har- vegetable. Harvesting shrooms off Gramps. Yeah, Grandpa Shroom. <laughs> yeah. I don't so. think I don't think it's a mushroom. I think it's I I think it's like tofu. Mm. And it's like one of the there's only a couple places where you can get that item in the game. I'm not quite sure what it is, but it seems like it's some kind of cooked tofu from mm. what I can tell. Um, and it's the only item in the game that fully heals you no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 a thousand health. It, it you know, <laughs> the text on the bottom, regardless of of what you eat or what your health is before, mm-hmm. tells you how much health something heals. And that one says fully healed. Oh, okay. There's like mm-hmm. two of those in the game. One of them you get by beating up an old man. Mm. Yep. yep. <laughs> you're probably taking his medicine, which is no. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're beating up for his social security. It was, honestly, it was prescription tofu. Yeah. <laughs> tofu RX. Ah, <laughs> uh, you yeah. healing yeah. tofu. Um, and we learned a little bit about him too. We we find out how Suzo was a, a war orphan who was taken in by him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But yep. yeah, this back yeah. refers to that as the yellow blob. Oh, yeah. Oh. They, they, they say they don't know what it's called. So yeah, I, 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 I doubt the veracity of that. Yeah. <laughs> Tofu is probably appropriate enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I feel similar. I think this is definitely worth playing. I think it's cool. Um, I like it. I really want to check out the second one mm-hmm. um, and see if it addresses some of that stuff. But it's such a the investment is so svelte and you get what's really neat about it pretty quickly. Yeah. I think. Um, and uh, it is, you know, feels relatively unique in games. Like there are games that do this structure, but not with this genre. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm also, I'm saying that as somebody who, you know, the, the combat clicked with in a mild sense. Yeah. If, if you play this and the combat is your shit, um, this is, you're going to go nuts. There's a lot here for that. There's a lot here. Like for that, like if I love that they made that uh, semi optional to the core enjoyment, uh, but if 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 you ha- it's such a huge bonus if it works for you, you'll lose yeah, your it's, mind. <laughs> it's it's so easy to turn the the difficulty down, 
mm-hmm. just get the core enjoyment of the branching story. But you can also turn around and, you know, after a couple of playthroughs with the same weapon, taking it to Dojima, leveling it up over and over again. I mean, your weapons can get pretty insane. And, you know, we talked about um, you talked about two of the weapon upgrades. The third weapon upgrade you can do is just upgrading its durability, which is mm-hmm. nothing but a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you get weapons up to their max durability, which is five, um, some of the, those uh, more powerful moves that will potentially break them uh, won't anymore. Yeah. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll, do, they'll still do quite a bit of heat, um, but they won't break the weapon. I don't think we ever enumerated on that system, so I think we'll. I'll just describe it very quickly. Yeah, we should when explain. You, I just mentioned that. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. When when you attack, when you do, um, when you attack with your weapon, when you're blocked, um, and you gener- and when you block, your weapon generates heat. Uh, the most is generated when strong attacks are blocked. That is a meter that fills over the course of your bar's durability gauge, or your sword's durability gauge, which has segments up to five. If the red fills, the last segment breaks off. So let's say you had four, you fill it all the way, it breaks. Now you only have three segments, and it will break more easily the next time because the meter to fill it is shorter now. Yeah. It makes the durability upgrades and keeping the, you know, keeping a few of those segments really, really important. It, you know, it, it places a lot of value on that upgrade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, it, first, it seems like it's, it's similar to um, endurance, you know, in, in kind of a Souls game. as something yeah. that builds and then will, as you cool down. You know, as you stop moving and stop doing those actions that irritate it, uh, it will the meter will go down. Yeah. You know, uh, feeling like that. But the fact that it has those modular little little sections uh, does change how it's done quite a bit. So it is there is a little bit of like a risk reward inherent to the whole thing where you can kind of push a little bit further. Um, you know, if you're not totally sure what an enemy is doing, um, you know, it is risky to push farther because if they block the wrong attack, you can lose it. A permanent thing. But you can, again, always upgrade it back up, though. Yeah, you know, like it's something you could actually pay for to fix. So you're kind of encouraged to to not be quite as conservative as you could be with it, which yeah. I like. And and so. you can even repair it from zero to one. So if if the sword is broken, you can repair it. But if you do ever go from one to zero, you are now wielding, you know, a sword hilt. And yeah. <laughs> if that was the only weapon you were carrying, you're you're in trouble. Yeah. Um, a lot of the times that'll happen fighting multiple enemies and maybe you've killed somebody already. So at least you can kick a sword, which causes it to do this crazy spin flip, um, which apparently you can catch um, mm. to add it to your inventory and then, you know, go and switch to that weapon. So at least you've got something. But most of the mook swords aren't very good. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doll. Yeah. Bell swords. Yeah, um, it's always good to have a backup though because it's better than fighting with nothing. Yes, like you can fight. They're actually like melee move kind of things you can do in this, mm-hmm. do, like shoulder checks and shit when you're not armed. Yeah, which I didn't know. I just read about because mm-hmm. I, I I didn't get disarmed. I usually had some kind of shitty doll sword with me at the very least yeah. for when my swords broke. Lots uh, of depth. Yeah, yeah. Um, very neat, very deep system. Uh, you know, Peter. You know, huge thanks for for having us play this. Like, it's something that's been on my radar. It's something I played 
uh, a little bit when I was younger, but I think I just, I maybe got unending and stopped, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I was really happy to have the, the opportunity to, to explore it more fully. Yeah. I was happy. Really do appreciate it. I was happy to invest more time in this and kind of see the different angles to it. You know, like just, I, 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 I sometimes enjoy the groundhog day loop in games like this, you know, mm-hmm. um, and to see just a really good, uh, implementation of that structure, um, done with this genre of game. Uh, this is, you know, special. You know, and the fact that it kind of hit this early, it hit as early as it did. Um, it is worth noting and worth playing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So big thanks. Um, is there anything uh, online or any any presence or project or anything like that you'd want to plug, Peter? Mm, no, nothing. Nothing on my end, really. Yeah. Uh, perfectly, perfectly fine answer. Mm-hmm. I always say that. I always worry that when I say that, someone's going to think that they have to. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Stay. You're, you're better off. Just, just <laughs> keep. To stay offline, the um, it, you know, ain't good. Huge thanks to Peter uh, for being on. Uh, you know, as usual, when we move to do the admin, we ask the we we, we, we uh, let the we ask get, for it out. We, we, yes, we, we we ask we ask for them to leave. No, we 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 do, we, we do not force them to listen to us uh, show for our stuff. But uh, you know, Peter offered a lot of insight that we didn't have uh, from all of his time with this game. There's a lot uh, a lot to it uh, that is not yeah. a, a apparent on the surface. So his expertise was very welcome. Very appreciated. So yeah, thank you, Peter. Um, yeah, if uh, if you have anything to say about Way of the Samurai, Final Fantasy V, or Wolfenstein: The New Order, hit us up at duckfeed.tv/contact by mm-hmm. the fifteenth of August. Yes, um, the fifteenth you know, is always the uh, is always the deadline. Uh, similarly, if you have thoughts about our games for September, including Gunstar Heroes, Fire Emblem, The Sacred Stones, or Half Life Two. Um, then you can write in by September the 15th. Again, duckfeed.tv slash contact. If you have thoughts about multiple games, please keep, uh, please keep it to one response per game, um, Mm -hmm. or one game per response. There we go. Yes. Yes. Um, and probably one response per game. Oh, maybe you don't, you don't need to just write in like multiple emails about (laughs) (laughs) right in one (laughs) half-life subject, half-life, half-life. We, weed gummy rules. One to one. The, um, (laughs) on the other hand, (laughs) um, the, uh, uh, you know, Peter, as you noticed, uh, he requested this and guessed it on the episode. Uh, that is a Patreon reward. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you go to patreon.com slash duckfeed TV, we offer a variety of rewards at a variety of different levels. Um, you know, the, the most common, uh, you know, most of our backers are at $5, uh, mm-hmm. which gives you, um, the access to the premium episode of the show per month, um, two complete shows, uh, bonfire side chat and unfilmable, and then bonus episodes of abject suffering per month. And you just get more extravagant things as you go up mm-hmm. from there. Um, so things like, uh, being able to dictate episodes of various shows to guesting on them and also the warm, fuzzy feeling of supporting your boys. Yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah. So that's patreon.com slash duckfeed TV. Mm-hmm. Um, due to the success of patreon.com slash duckfeed TV, uh, we are throwing our first devil ever fest. Um, and that is duck fest. And that is on August 31st at the Clinton street theater in Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Find more information at duckfeed.tv forward slash duck fest yeah. or slash duck fest. 
um, we would love to see you there. Please come out. Um, yeah. When you buy your ticket, there is no like convenience fee or anything like that. You just uh, get a pin that gets you into the show. It is a mm -hmm. well-designed pin, I think. I would say that because I designed it. It is attractive. I think you will like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, get a little swag bag of goodies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, like it's, as we mentioned, just fifteen dollars. It's a whole day of podcasting. Um, six duck feed shows, um, and two non duck feed shows. Mm -hmm. uh, locals, pitch please, and spec script were very funny. Are also going to be going to be performing. We're also doing an after party at Quarter World. Afterworlds where afterwards where Cole and I will after having talked all day <laughs> Talk will be. Thirsty, but we'll uh, yell over arcade machines yeah. with you because you made the trip out. <laughs> yeah. And we appreciate it. Like, we recognize that it's not, you know, not everyone lives everywhere. Um, maybe take this opportunity, take a little vacation to Portland. Yeah. Um, and city, wild summers. The, yeah. the, um, the, the, the page, duckfeed.tv slash duckfest, has a small little guide uh, that Gary has written about cool things to do in Portland while you're out. Mostly focus on food because I'm me. Mm -hmm. um, and because, you know, you're going to be busy uh, sitting in a theater, eating popcorn, watching uh, us. <laughs> but the, uh, you know, but you'll have to eat. And uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a great time to visit. And uh, and we just really love to see you there. Yes. So um, cool theater, too. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can drink during the day. Like, I I feel like, uh, you know, I was I was like, ah, should I drink? Should I not drink? I, I'm probably going to have a couple of drinks. Like not at like nine a.m. Right, that would know? be that would be crazy. That'd be irresponsible. Yeah. But I, I feel like you know, two or three. Oh, like it's like like, be like like a post. Um, yeah, uh, just yeah, a, a, a two a two o'clock post lunch beer. Yeah, um, to or, temporarily fight off the uh, the sleepies. Yeah, yeah, that'll be the way. Uh, to beer do doesn't usually fight off the sleepies, but I'm going to have a really potent cocktail of like coffee and and alcohol and adrenaline yes. and sweat. Yeah. Like the four humors are just going to be <laughs> swimming about in my veins. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, and it, you know, it's going to be, uh, going to be great. <laughs> I think it's going to be really, really fun. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'd love to see you. Please come out. Please do for that. Yeah, and uh, and I think that's about it. I think so. Yeah. So uh, until next time, what should they watch out for? No, uh, they should watch out for imperfect information. Sure. Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah, I don't know. Most I information I is imperfect. I didn't think that. I, I didn't think ahead on that one. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I've only been doing the show for a couple hundred episodes. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, how could you know how it ends? <laughs> <laughs>